Hi there, and welcome to the Leaving Today podcast, the podcast that discusses the Disneyland Resort and the Disney IP in an enthusiastic, informative, and often humorous way. Show notes for this episode and every episode can be found on leaventodaypodcast.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, please subscribe and leave a comment. Until then, thank you for listening and enjoy the show. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Leaving Today Podcast. How, how's it going today? I'm good. Udi, how are you? I'm freezing. Freezing? It's mm-hmm. cold in here. It's cold in here and it's cold outside. It's cold outside. Hey, baby, it's cold Well, my outside. name is Mark and you're listening to the Leaving Today Podcast. This is episode number 26. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Is it 27? 26? 26. 26. I'm pretty sure. We'll go with 6. It's 26. 26. All right. All right. Um, sitting across from me is Jess. How's it going? Good, good. How are you guys? Excellent. Except Udi's cold. I'm cold. The troll master to the right of me, Udi. Good evening. Has anybody got that yet? Nope. No one has got it yet. And you know what? And if you have gotten it, you have not commented, emailed, or anything. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, this is still the first quarter of 2017. Uh, Current status of the park is... uh, Shambles. (laughs) Shambles. (laughs) Uh, The Disneyland Railroad is still shut down. It is derailed. Um, Rivers of America is half full. Um, and now I'm hearing that they are waiting. I'm probably going to be end of August, early September for this to come back because there's some issues with the track is what I'm hearing. Shocker. Yeah. But you guys remember, these are peak times still coming up. So Disney has no trouble charging you the full 119 for a park hopper. Well, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> At least 119. At least. Yeah. Family's yep. not paying that when we go. They're paying. They're going to do two day, one park. Yeah. They're going to do one Disneyland, one. California Adventure. Uh, I hate that. I, I, I hate that too. That. So I told him, I said, well, uh, I've got a pass, so I will probably one. bounce back to Disneyland at some point in time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, today's episode, we are going to be talking about food. We will have a special guest um, with us today. It's going to be one Mr. Jay Bratton from the Dis Geek podcast. Um, it's a very special guest. Uh, it's going to be actually our first attempt at doing something like this. So uh thank you for bearing with us <laughs> on this because uh the last few days i've been going back and forth with udi and um yeah we've been testing the last couple of days trying to make sure we have everything technically correct and i think we're there i think we're there too i think we're there so it should work out um and everyone knows me when it comes to food at the park i'm so excited yeah well i think it'd be a good experience no, for I'm, us. I'm totally totally interested in uh and hearing what he has to say, he has a very interesting, um, very cool background into yeah. everything. So, um, yeah, it's very cool. I'm excited. And I, I don't even care that much about the food in the park. But yeah, Udi doesn't like food. but These two do. I like it. So it'll be good. But Jess, I have a question. 
for you. I have an answer. So recently, Walt Disney World just announced, or they are doing, a special annual pass holders entrance. I saw that. You did see that? Yes. Okay. So to the best of my knowledge, this has not happened at our beloved park yet. Mm -mm. Uh, what are your thoughts on when and if that should occur? Why not? Why not? I love it. You do? Oh, yeah. I give them money. Like, give me a little extra. And I know exactly where they could put it. Right down all the middle. The, no, no, no. All the way to the right. Well, sometimes those are exits. No. By the pet kennel? Mm -hmm. no, and the strollers? The, yeah. yeah. Off the right. Just okay. create a little section right there. And for an AP holder, you can completely go off to the side if you need uh, yeah. to back up the line. Everything. Right okay. There. Yeah, I'm not saying I disagree either, with it. Yeah. But either, either side. So even if you did it one side to the right or to the left, because, I mean, maybe the left because where the trams let off, maybe that would be a little bit more... Uh, appropriate, but yeah, no. I do know. Yeah, in the middle, it's kind of, I think that's gonna basically kind of maybe fly in the face of people who don't have it, like, heh <laughs> heh. Yeah, well, I don't know. That's kind of, I don't know over if I like it. that. I pay for it. Yeah, but I don't know but if I see, like that. It's a little, it's a little elitist, I think. And, I and actually, that's kind of where I was going with this. I was reading some of the message boards about this, and people were saying, yeah, I pay extra. Why should I have to wait for other people when I'm an annual pass? I don't want to wait for people getting the picture taken, and it's like, is it really going to kill you to wait an extra seven minutes? So, exactly. So, that's what I'm saying. There's a, a level of elitism with it. So, yeah. but I, I don't mind, like, having a separate entrance. But, like, if you do it right in the middle of everyone's face, then it's kind of like, and they're kind of just, like, shoving in people's face. And, no. I mean, it'd be cool, but, yeah. I give them money. If they wanted that special treatment, go ahead and pay for it. Yeah, it's It's fine. not like they're giving me, you know, early access and I get my own separate line to a ride. No, you know, not yet. Not yet. Well, hell, give me that too. Well, you might get that. That'd be nice. See, I'm kind of working on a theory or a theme for later in the year about how Disneyland is sort of becoming more of a. There's they're creating a division amongst guests. I think whether they're out, you know, blatantly doing it or not. Yeah, it's so it's a progression of what they're doing, but I, I see where you're going. And it's not a, a completely thought out theme yet, but nope. but I I am working on stuff for that. Uh, anyway. Are you going to do a full expose on it? An expose. I'm going to have crack reporters and a crack mm. team down there yep. checking out every possible thing. In other words, that's hopefully. Anyway. I like it. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, I could see there being some sort of, like, titanium annual pass where, oh, you can go to the front of the line every every, every single time. Mm. You know? And whatever. I don't know. Get... <laughs> premier, premier seating at the fireworks. He's getting irritated by the thought already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. I'll uh, take premier seating for fireworks. But we'll see. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's see. Get into our news topics. You, you listen to me now. You are talking about things that you do not understand. Remember, guys, when I do this. It means I have stacks of news oh hot off the press. I mean, I'm just going to say this before we start. Yeah. I literally talked with Mark about maybe possibly splitting up the news into two different podcasts oh, just because yeah. there's that much. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot going on right now, which is kind of crazy, but yeah, a lot. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go through a couple of, the, of these. Some of them aren't, uh, but some of them, there's one in particular that's kind of probably. Yeah, we'll see how big of rants we go on here. Oh, my gosh. Okay. See, I'm already worked up. Yeah, see, he started off. He started off in the mood, man. It's, it's going to be one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. The day uh, that we have to talk to a human being. No. 
<laughs> what? I'm not a human being. Thanks. No, you are not. Okay. Anyways, she doesn't treat me as one. But that's fine. Okay. Uh, Disneyland offers special three-day tickets to Southern California residents. The Disneyland Resort is offering two different special three-day tickets to residents of Southern California and Northern Baja, California. One of the tickets is good for one only, only one of the Disneyland Resort theme parks per day. The other is a park hopper ticket, good for both Disneyland Resort theme parks on the same day. Sorry, I didn't read that correctly. Basically, one's a park hopper and one's not. Mm -hmm. Both discount tickets include one magic morning early entry to Disneyland oh. Park, which provides an extra hour of play on select days. Do you find that to be accurate? Is it an extra hour of play, or does it basically get you in, into the park about, I don't know, 35 minutes before the rest of the park goes because of the log jam of people? Well, it depends because what it depends on the days because if there's magic mornings, then yes, because you get past the people, then yeah, you probably get an extra half an hour. Okay. Because the rides are operating. Mm hmm. Because it has to be on a day where there's magic mornings or why they're not going to run the rides early. Well, it's just Fantasyland to have open, right? I don't think so. With the it, magic morning, I think it's now, I think it's. Tomorrowland. No, big deal with Tomorrowland. I know, right? Really? Well, Space Mountain. <laughs> you get, get Space that out Mountain of the way. All the way. Yeah, and Star Tours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get those out of the way in the morning. Huh. Yeah, I think okay. I do Star Tours and then run out, run over and just swoop. Well, okay. The three-day, one-day park uh, per day ticket costs one forty-nine. Actually, actually, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah. The three-day park upper ticket costs one eighty-nine. That's amazingly good deal. Yeah, and it's for people ages three and up. I should say residents three and up. Uh, the tickets are on sale from January 9th through May 22nd. They are blocked out. That means no admission from April 9th to 23rd. And they expire on May 25th. Hmm. I could live with that. So it's a limited time. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they're looking at uh, the statistics somewhere and thinking this is probably a slower three-month block. Yep. And they want to... Yep. What's the word? Uh, incentivize. Incentivize the SoCal residents. Yeah, I don't uh, have a problem with that. I don't either. doesn't bother nope. me. No. My wish list is, and, and I should have said this before, is to do a California discount. Like, if you're a California resident, come on down. That would be cool. I mean, obviously. But well, Northern and Northern California and Southern California. We're, we're going to bypass uh, like Central California, no, right? No, oh, fine. okay, Everybody. no. Everybody. Everybody. I mean, people in Bakersfield and Fresno get this? Uh, as much as oh, I would no. want to say no, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm just joking about <laughs> you guys. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. But you know what's going to happen? Someone's going to complain about, hey, man, I live in Boise, Idaho. Why don't I get my discount? Because you're not part of California. It's pretty simple. Okay. If it's a California discount. It should, yeah. But I mean, they kind of gave us that with the payment plans. Like anybody that lives in California can do a payment plan for the annual passes. Okay. That was kind of our incentive. Oh, yeah. So how are they cracking down on this? I mean, can I go and get one? Well, and, uh, okay. So once we saw this, I kind of went digging around and asking some questions and watching some stuff. And and so I heard two things, okay? Yeah. I heard one, well, I basically heard one thing, that they're, to control it, they are checking IDs, okay? So now I've heard two different things. I've heard one saying that, yes, they are, and one saying, no, they're not. Uh oh. So at this moment in time, I have no verification. But what I'm hearing, though, I'm leaning towards believing that they are checking IDs and that the person doesn't matter who buys it, mm -hmm. doesn't matter who purchases, gives the money for it. It's the person entering the park has to have residency. 
So they're checking IDs, and there's only the allowable zip codes that there's yeah. a list. There's um, a list of zip codes. Hmm. Yeah. So I I'm did ask, I did follow up and, and did ask a couple other people other questions. I'm waiting for their answers because they're checking for me. So we'll see. Okay. We'll see. I just, I'm kind of confused. At, w- at one point, did Disneyland require a valid ID to get into the park? We'll see, and that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how are they pulling that off? Is that even like, legal to ask for a valid I ID? I don't know. I don't know. That's why I'm kind of sitting there wondering, how can They've you check for an ID? they checked IDs, though, like with names on, like, before they started taking pictures. Yeah. For your oh, no, tickets. But, yeah, no. They would check your ticket that had your name on it, yeah. and they would check your ID to make sure your ID matched your ticket name. Well, that, that's fine with that, but then just for a random, that means you're going to sign a ticket before? I mean, I don't know. Okay. You're supposed to sign your ticket before. But yeah. remember, now they remember they started putting, when you buy a ticket at the park, mm-hmm. when Brad and I went, they asked, what's your name? And he gave first and last name, and they typed his name, and it printed out on his ticket Yeah. his name. Okay. So then if, I don't, I don't, I don't think, they didn't, they didn't card him. They didn't check his ID at the gate, but, I mean, if you got... A, you know, a cast member that wanted to, they could. Yeah. yeah. So That's interesting. No, and you know, the funny part is like, that you brought that up, and, and I'm curious, and this is just me thinking, I wonder if, what the the legality is of them taking your picture every time you walk in that park. It's a <laughs> private thing, so I'm curious. I'm just curious. I mean, I don't care, but I'm just curious, because I, I remember walking back and forth, and like, it, it did feel a little weird the first time, like, oh yeah, it's you, and I saw my picture, I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of people taking my picture. You're on, a, you're on their database now. Yeah. Exactly. You are. I am. So now they my can. smiley, cheery face. I was yeah. such in a good mood when we went. Yes, you were. <laughs> you were running around like crazy. Yeah. So, so they took picture. your Oh, see, they didn't take Brad's picture, but we only went. he only had a one day. Oh, so why? Because I had, yeah. Yeah, I had two day. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I think that that's a good idea anyway. Oh, okay. So I like that they're doing that. I'm just wondering if they're exactly how, what lengths they're going to to control that. I it's think they're going to go heavy. I think they're going to go far right. for it. And, yeah. and, I, and I wouldn't... It's all about the money. I not? wouldn't disagree with that <laughs> statement know? either. Yeah. Right. So. Shoot. <sighs> okay. Next story. Uh, additional Disney Fast Pass locations. We talked about this a little earlier in uh, one of our previous episodes, but about Toy Story Mania getting a Fast Pass. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you can yep. add the Matterhorn to that mix now. Aren't you so really? excited? Um, somewhat. I'm not quite. I'm not convinced that the Matterhorn ever really needed a fast pass. I don't pass. know if it really I does. Don't, see, Shannon and I said the same thing. I don't think it does. It doesn't need one. No. That ride, it moves. They it is move. a quick loader. Yes. It is. So. But um, I guess the other part about this is that this is all tied into that Disneyland Max, that uh, app, that ten dollar uh, a, a day thing that you can pay for to reserve fast passes. You know I'm gonna end up doing it. You yep. are. I probably. She probably will. It's not kidding? updated yet. The are apps aren't kidding? updated yet. She's going to do it. Really? Yeah, I think she will. I think the caveat is, though, you have to go into the park that day, right? Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. So when her and I are, like, if 13 and I go, yeah, buy our... You know what? I'd, okay. I'd, I'm not going to lie. I'd do it. You would, you would do it? I'd do it because, I mean, part of me goes because, well, it's almost like time. I guess maybe it's one of those things, like, if we're there for three days, uh-huh. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't care. At that point exactly. in time, like, I've got time. I can go like this and I can plan better. Who cares if I get a fast pass? You know, if yeah. like 
you know, for, I'll say, for, like, uh, freaking Radiator Springs. I mean, that's yeah. the only one. And if oh. I don't hit it one day, I'm like, okay, well, tomorrow I got to make sure I make a beeline for that thing, grab a fast passport. Yeah. If I really care, Can like everyone else is doing. So, uh, you know, I, I think I think if you're there for two days, yeah. like when we went last time, I would have done it. I would have been like, yeah, because our time is going to be limited. Yeah. And we're going to have to make the most of our time. Then, yeah. Like, if you're there for one day, mm -hmm. uh, I, I would definitely do it. Even though you're thinking, man, an extra 10 bucks. But it's only 10 bucks. It's really not that much. It's, That's yeah. a day, though. You understand that? Early. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, but saying. if I'm only going for a day. Yeah, if I'm going two days, I'm going to do I, it one day. Oh, yeah. I'll do it one and day. I'll, one day. Yeah, I get out my... Oh, God, yeah. I would do it. And then just do the rides. Yeah, but if I'm doing three days, nope. No, wouldn't, because wouldn't I have time. Wouldn't even bother. I have time. Yep, wouldn't even bother because okay. I know I'm going to be there from opening the clothes for three days. So I wouldn't even bother. Okay. So on day two, when you didn't decide to get it and you go to get your fast pass for uh, Radio Springs and it's already sold out. Well, if I had at ten yeah. in the morning, yeah, then because then, of online. No, but stuff. The, th the thing is, though, if they're gonna, they have to be in the park. If they're going to the park, then they have to do it. I mean, it's gotta be. And that's the question. Oh. It's like, is it? Are they gonna be in the park that day? They have like, to. How does oh that yes, working? they how, have see, to. I'm how's thinking. that working? How's that working? Yeah, I think I think once your your ticket gets scanned at the entrance, is when you can kind of activate it. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, I get that, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. So. Huh. I'm an early riser anyways. I don't know. Yeah, so I don't when care. I'm there, I mean, so yeah, why I'm not? Like, like last time we went out chomping the bits, like, we gotta go, we gotta go, mm -hmm. we gotta oh, go. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see how that all works. I'm still a little confused, but I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So what else do we have here? Um, we talked about the Star Wars one. Uh, I don't know. I think it's kind of been squashed already. Yeah. Which one? About um, the, the, the Carrie Fisher Oh. Oh no, the other one on yeah. what the franchise may be doing with it. Yeah. So yeah, there um, was this. We could go and tell what the, what the story was because I think Disney's come out and already squashed it. But go oh, ahead. Oh, did they? Yeah. Um, okay. I, ha I haven't seen what Disney said about it. The article that I saw was that um, supposedly Disney had been in contact with the um, families of Carrie Fisher. The estate. The estate of Carrie Fisher. Thank you. Um, to basically license her image. Yes. So that they could do pretty much what they kind of did um, for Rogue One, for all those who haven't seen it, um, like Jess over here. I almost watched it because I thought it was the other one. And I was like, wait, nope. You thought it was Rogue too? Oh, no, no, she was Force Awakens. Was Force Awakens. Oh, I'm joking with it. Okay. I almost was like, wait, is that a, no. No. Is that a thing? It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that was what I read. So to try to... Um, finish off, you know, like I like we were talking about last time was mm -hmm. how this is going to affect the franchise, and that was kind of like, well, then that way they can do that because they use some incredible CG um, <laughs> to in in Rogue One that brings people back to life, like Tarkin. I mean, my goodness, that was fantastic. It was. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, if they could redo that with uh, with Carrie. Yeah, yeah. So, but if they've squashed it, then they squashed it. But I, I don't know. Maybe they've squashed it, and the thing's saying like, no, it's too soon. We don't want to talk about it, so we're just gonna say no. And then maybe down the road, because we're back. talking about like, because I think pretty much a lot of her stuff was done already for eight. Yeah. Um. So nine is where it sits. Yes. Or if they're gonna change her story arc, 
um, and then they may use it for things to change the story arc. I don't know. Obviously, right. we're they're keeping all that stuff super, super, super secret. Yeah, beyond Tom's top secret, better than what our government can do. They know. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. There we are. There we are. So I don't know. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Only two and a half years will tell. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Plenty of time. Plenty yes. of time. So yeah. yeah, I'm sure more and more will come out. And uh, if that isn't true, or is in fact the reality of it that they do use her image, then I'm sure we will uh, find out. Yes, we will. Yep. All right. Moving along, uh, some Marvel news has come out lately. Uh, <laughs> shocking here. Yeah, your guys' favorite topic. I'll, I'll read a little bit of this. Um, okay. So, new executives are planning to focus on in 2017. In DCA, there is, of course, the Guardians of the Galaxy mission breakout. This attraction is slated to open this Memorial Day weekend. The new queue will be elaborate. The half dozen rock songs will keep riders guessing which version they'll get each time they ride. And the bizarre new exterior will have Disney fans armchair engineering for the, the concept for the next years to come. Uh, while WDI fleshes out the details on the Marvel Hyper Coaster expansion going in behind Mission Breakout, yeah. currently scheduled to open in 2020, That's one year very interesting. after Star Wars Land, Team Disney Anaheim will be working on a short-term plans to bring Marvel into the Hollywood area of DCA. Aha! Uh-huh. So this is this is all. I'm totally taken aback by this. Um, well, uh-huh. yeah. This April, the Disney Junior Show will have its last performances, as the theater is slated to be re- reworked into a Marvel-themed mega meet and greet and performance space. God, freaking kill me now, dude. Uh, not yet. Oh. Elsewhere in the Hollywood backlot, Anaheim's entertainment team is working on plans for a Marvel-themed daytime street party. Oh, I'm oh, so n- excited. Which may not duplicate <laughs> the booze-fueled success of Mad Tea Party or Electronica, but will at least liven up the, the sand and abandoned, or sorry, the sad and abandoned corner of DCA. <laughs> Yes, because what every young boy oh, wants I to do is see Thor his dancing around or freaking oh. superhero idol dancing, twerking. Yes, do the whole cussle, right? Jesus, freaking Do the a. Thor twerk. I don't right? know. I'm trying to think of some... St- this is... Okay. Oh, but it gets worse. Actually, in this next sentence You're is, joking, right? You just made all this up. No, At the end, nah. you're going to say... No, gotcha. it's not... Gotcha. first... TDAs, uh, which is Team Disney Anaheim, plans to bulldoze the East Esplanade bus loading zones directly north of this area. Shocker. And use it for DCA Park expansion to continue to gel up at WDI, but it's a space directly south of Mission Breakout that will see the first bit of construction. Since bulldozers and construction equipment will be visible by July, by this July, Mm -hmm. an announcement and some details at D23 Expo is a no-brainer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we, I, I talked about that, as I think that might happen anyways. Yeah. Yep. So this is not shocking. But here's where I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. If it's what I think you're going to say. Oh, it no. is. Okay. It is. See, I purposely do not read your new stuff um. so that you can get my real reaction. <laughs> okay. So, so you were you aware of what's going on in Disney World about these cabanas? Being no. Okay, so oh, you didn't. Yeah, okay. Oh, I kind of read this, and I was actually confused, so I didn't even understand. So, so. Disney Disney World was uh, selling cabana space to guests at a premium of about six hundred bucks a day. Cabana, cabana, like, where I can lay out in my bikini. Oh, well, I don't know about that. You can have like a private party somewhere, like with on the on the on the property, and yeah. just okay. sit and, and 
Okay. Okay. <sighs> TDA is crafting their own cabana concept at a slower pace, but so far TDA planners insist the cabana concept be elevated both literally and figuratively. Instead of cheap tents plopped down in common areas, TDA planners are scoping out unused areas on rooftops and upper floors in both parks to convert into a private space for rent. Imagine a Venture-themed studio space on the Golden Vine Winery's upstairs terrace, a mod hipster pad worthy of a, sh of a shag painting on the Interventions bal balcony, or an Explorer-themed jungle viewing platform on the second floor above Adventureland shops. Planners have been mocking up proposals for both Disneyland and DCA, and the price tag to do it right to do it right is high. But if Walt Disney World proves they can consistently rent tacky tents to tourists for $600 per day, TDA will be willing to shell out the bigger bucks needed to make this concept fit thematically inside the parks. Do you want to go first? Ladies first. I, I already read this, so uh -huh. you apparently haven't got you didn't get. So this is news to you. Yeah. So so, go. in a nutshell, what they're doing is trying to think of creative spaces for for like company parties or or the one percenters. Or if mm -hmm. I have a lot of money, Don't I can use take that word all of me. I can take um, all of my stuff. The five percenters. <laughs> okay. I can take I'm, I'm all of my stuff, leave it up there all day. I can go up there and relax, eat, and you know, have like my bottled waters and whatever up there and then go back down to the park and chill. Hey, You'd I, pay 600 bucks for that. I, I guess no, I, that's, the, that's my question. That's I guess that, that's is, one right? way of looking at it. I don't know. I, I assume you could probably leave your stuff there and, and have it. Because it's mine all day. Yes. I freaking love it. Really? Yeah. I think it's horrible. No, I love it. I think it's terrible. I, why? It's out because of the way. It's not going to bother me if I have oh. no money. It okay. is not getting in the way of me whatsoever. Okay. If they start taking down, like, scenery that's going to be visible to my show as, as a guest down mm -hmm. below, as a person that can't afford it. But you're going then to. It's, but not necessarily. Because okay. you're going to be indoors to a certain extent. The Well, the Adventureland shops are. Well, okay. Because there's, then there's offices and stuff up there anyways. But yeah. that was not going to bother me. Now, if they start interrupting my view of the show from being down at the park then it's going to then it's going to get irritating. Okay, so here's the thing though. How are you not? Because I think part of the thing to sell it would be so you can have a view of the park from no, a different view. No, because Disney knows most of the no. Well, think about They'll it. have some that will, they'll have some that won't. Like right. he said, the one above Interventions. Okay. Like the the second floor balcony. That one you'll be able to see. Yep. But that you're not a lot of people think about it. If it's pouring down rain, no one's gonna rent it out if it's outdoors. If it's too damn hot, nobody's gonna want to have that's it. That's what cabanas no are. Outdoors. Yes, Outdoor tent. But it, they're gonna tweak it to make it I guarantee you they'll tweak it to make it a year round thing. That it'll be protected from you'll be protected, shielded from the weather. Because if it's hundred and ten out I'm not going to want a cabana that's going to be. I think you, you know have more. I, mean? I think you have more faith in them than, than I do. I'm giving I them a lot of faith. I right don't now. think. I don't think so. I think they're looking at it. They're going to try to way to maximize their income for minimized investment. I would do it for one day. That'd be the coolest. Uh, what's it called? Bachelorette party ever. And if they had bottle service. Not necessarily. You get shammered well, before, yeah. fill up your water bottle. Okay, so I personally don't. I don't like it. I think um, 
I personally think like it depends on. Okay, so I don't like it because I think they're again, like I said, they're going to try to make they're trying to make more money. They're ready to charge you a premium price, and, and I agree with that. that. But I also think depending on how they do it, it can mar exactly what you're saying. It can mar the landscape and also and then create, as Mark was just saying earlier, further divisions in the park. Right. Because people are like, well, that sucks, and it's going to upset some people. Well, and you know me, I'm not I'm not somebody that's going to, I mean, not let it happen, but not complain about it but i don't think that they're going to do it that way i really don't all right i hope not mm-hmm mark uh, uh yeah i hope not because i like the idea you do like the idea yeah. see i i think the idea is i think it's ridiculous yeah. um it gives me another club 33 kind of feel i get my own private little. of area. course it does and to me it just creates a division amongst amongst guests um, I, 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 I think it's going to break up the continuity of the theming. Mm-hmm. Um, there should be no private parties going on that's going to disrupt the flow. And th- I mean, park. To me, and I think that that's how it's going to happen. I mean, if I'm walking down Adventureland and then up to the right of me on the rooftop, there's some party going on. I, I don't think I want to. I don't want to be part of that. Yeah, I don't want to be different. It disrupts the show. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it does. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. No, but, and I agree with it. But when you say like, oh, I can, I can have a space where I, like my family and friends can hang out for the day and meet. And we can relax and get out of the crowds. And I see how that is appealing. I, I, I honestly do. But I just, I think they're going in a, a bad, a bad direction. With they're this. going in a, in a corporate, yeah. in a corporate direction. And I don't like it at all. No. But I just, I'm looking at it from the other aspect of just being able to get out of the heat and the crowds. And yeah. That's the, only, that's the way that I'm looking at it. I mean, you know, the way I think about it, if they did something on the revamped Tom Sawyer's Island, if you could rent something out, <laughs> out there for a while, where it's kind of it's kind of away from everyone, yeah, I don't think I'd have a, have a huge problem with that. Yeah, because that's different, and then you could, actually, you could actually, you could actually on Tom Sawyer's Island, you could actually fit that in there. Yeah, fairly well because it actually fits thematically very well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Thematically, I mean, the only other place that I think is if you really do it well would either be somewhere over in DCA, somewhere over there, maybe well, on pier, the over in the pier by the winery. Yeah. That makes sense. But as far as it being at the park, it could either be there or maybe Adventureland, maybe, but there's no space over there. Um, so it won't work in Frontierland. No. Nope. Well, um, there's no space. On top of the Golden Horseshoe? If they're going upstairs, there's plenty of room. They're talking about rooftops, though. Exactly. There's plenty, and you're not going to see that. I don't know, man. Unless you see people like peering over, mm-hmm. which you're gonna, gonna do, start, I would well, do. Then you're gonna start thinking about OSHA and people falling off the road. Yep. They're gonna have ways to prevent all that. Yep. Yeah. I'm telling you, big, okay, so they put a big glass partition so you can see, but you can't go, and, <laughs> and that ruins the show. It does. I don't know, for some reason, I, I don't know. I I'm have to. Hey, once it, I know. I knew you would be. I'm like. Disney actually paid me, to. Yeah. To persuade you. <laughs> Do I get a percentage? Uh, no. If I go? Well, then what the heck? But no, but think about it. Like, if we had, like, six people that went 100 bucks each. Nope. Yeah. And you had a whole day. Nope. You wouldn't do it. Nope. Where you can keep your sweatshirt, where you can like keep your water, keep your food. That's what backpacks out. and lockers are for. No. It comes with free chicken fingers. No. Okay. I just made what that if up. It came with the, I know. What if it came with a bottle of Jack? No, it would, no, it would not come with a bottle of Jack. It would not. Oh, well, hello. But, um... It would be more enticing. But yeah. Because I would just put a bottle of Jack in my backpack. <laughs> well, that would be confusing. That would be confiscated. Yeah, okay. in the search. I would turn it clear. Clear. I would put it <laughs> okay, in my stuff. Okay, you're silly talking. 
She's going to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I, I just, uh, I could see that maybe maybe trying this in DCA, like a test market to, to see if there's a big Put along the pier. Put along the pier somewhere over there. You know that fits. That that fits. Yeah. So I, I guess I guess I can say this. Like if you're not gonna bulldoze a whole area to put those in there. Yeah. Which would upset me very much because I'm like, no, add add rides, add value, add real value to the park. Yeah. Don't do this. Don't try to make it yet another revenue stream. Uh, but if it fit, if it went onto Tom Sawyer's Island, it would fit. And you couldn't put very many. Okay. Uh, and the same thing, if you wanted to do sand and pull on the pier, mm -hmm. yeah. it would work. Okay. But you can't put very many. No. So is it even worth it? That's what I'm saying. So all this rooftop nonsense, it's nonsense, I think. It is. It's, I mean. It's rooftop nonsense. Can you imagine walking, can you imagine like the sight lands on Main Street, USA, walking down? Oh, some, I would, like, I would lose my mind. Main Street, I'll freak out. I well, would lose my mind if I walk into Main Street and see some moron going like, hey, party up on this rooftop. I'd be like. I wouldn't like that. Oh, I'd be. Yeah, oh, no, I, I would lose like it. I'd okay. be like, and walking out, going, "Where's my money? I'm not even gonna spend a day on this park." <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're done. We are, we are done. Yeah, no, I don't okay. like that. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting. I mean, uh, I'm not a big fan of that. Um, I, I, like I said, I'd like to see maybe test it in DCA, um, but I don't know. I, I, I don't, I don't want them doing any more damage to Disneyland itself. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like. Again, if they're gonna with with their moves to get the causeway and all the other stuff going, it, it's a good idea because there's a lot of land right there, and yeah. I would hope that they would make better use of that area and space with that. And then I, we didn't even cover we haven't even covered the other little thing that snuck in there about that ride. Oh, the, behind, yeah, the hyper coaster. Mm -hmm. A hyper coaster. Yeah. A Marvel hyper coaster. Yeah. Which I going I going in where? Behind the, tower. Behind, yeah, behind Mission Breakout. Okay. And I mean, we've talked about that a little bit, but I mean, we knew that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah. We knew they were putting there. Was well, that makes sense. Then. Sure, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That whole area is going to, where the buses load and unload, that's going to be seeing marble. The, and seeing that is makes sense. Yeah. I don't. Where the buses load and unload. Now. Now. See, I don't. I can't visualize that. Where we walked. Where we walk, where we walk when we... So they're going to get rid of all of that. Yeah, yes. all gone bye-bye. Remember we were talking about that. It's going to yes. go through. We're going to have to use the um, causeway. Yeah, the, the, o the, o the overpass. But that's not behind the it, it is. Hey, get off the computer. Cool. Well, sorry about that. Sorry. <laughs> Cali Cat getting crazy. See, Cali Cat was just voicing her opinion on the cabanas. She didn't like the cabana idea either. No. She's Bought like myself a new computer. Yeah, she's like, delete, <laughs> delete, delete. Um, so, like, when you walk out of Disneyland, and uh, if you go straight, you go to DCA, right, Jess? Yeah. So if you, you go, if you go left, right, you, yeah. will not be, you will not be able to go left anymore, starting this year. Uh, See, I just wasn't, I wasn't sure if you, if they're doing all the buses because yeah. you know how they have the buses that load on this side yeah. closest to dca gotcha yeah and then there's still these i didn't know if they were just all gone start with this that, because that's all gonna can't. be gone all gone no it's all it's all gonna be gone we, they can't do that until later though because we'll have nowhere to walk until right. they put that thing uh, in. until exactly. that until that walkway right. gets built yep. and again the monorail is gonna have to be shut down for four or five months because that mm -hmm. they have to re either reroute or turn no but they but they can't have that thing running when when they're doing construction there why not there's going to be some sort of violation of... Uh, Probably OSHA. Yeah, OSHA. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you, you can't jeopardize us. Yeah. 
Uh, well, no, so but the monorail. See, here's where I'm crazy because the monorail run and hugs that right there. So if they're building here, I don't. I I can see them still keeping that operating. And if they put a big, massive partition just to block the monorail and make sure nothing You're right. There. They, I think they technically could, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if they're going to let them I do could, that. I can see there's a lot of red tape. There, and I can see a lot there, of ocean inspectors yes. giving them some hard time. They're going to have a hard time, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I can see a lot of interesting. money exchanging It's going to be very interesting. So, yeah, that whole spot is going to be gone as far as, uh, like, leaving the park. You will be able to leave one way, and that's through that, that walkway. Okay. That walkway or go out to the right through downtown. It's going to yes. be so crowded. Yes. Well, it's going to be crowded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to do a two thing thing. It's going to funnel people, which is kind of scary for me because I don't like being in a situation like that. Like just in general. I don't like being like sardine. Yeah. Funneled no, in I mean, like that. But then it also, but it, it, on the flip side though, it really, really helps control security though. So, I mean, <laughs> like, like most of the time, anytime you do that, you're going to have a give and a take going on. Yep. Yep. So, yep. Interesting. I don't know. <sighs> I don't so know. much going on. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, but, I mean, Disneyland definitely has their plans laid out for probably the next 15, 20 years. Oh, you'd have to. You have yeah. to. Yeah. So, 15, a Marvel-themed hyper coaster. 15, oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, what will be, all, what, 15, 20 years? Almost no, stop, 50. stop. Just don't go there. <laughs> Just don't go there. You're fine. I mean... We, 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 I mean, they've only, like, um, kind of announced the things for the next three to four years. Yep. And, I mean, starting with 2020, I mean, that's when the hypercoaster is supposed to come in there in the DCA. 2020? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll be 30. I'll be able to ride still. Oh, you'll be able to ride. Oh, my fine. God. Shut up. You're fine. You're fine. My equilibrium, by the time I get to 50, my equilibrium is going to be toast. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it runs in the family. Oh, my Lord. Okay. I already get sick and dizzy. Okay. I'm sorry. A lot of Dramamine. A lot of Dramamine. Doesn't that make you drowsy? No, it, it does to some people, but for me it doesn't. It kind of makes me thirsty. I usually okay. drink a lot of water when I have it, but no. <laughs> I, I, Maybe I'll try that at Disneyland next I'm time. on Dramamine every time I go. Really? Yep. Okay. That's your last time. I'm not. I'll try it. No. Because I get dizzy and sick. I'm not. All right. Well, that was our news, our joyful news. Um, oh, but what's this? I, I have the Disney book. book. Oh, so no. I love that book. Jess, I'm going to put you back on the spot. Oh, God. Did you? Is, oh, okay, it was dog-eared. I'm like, is he going to go random? That's what I want to no. see. Just be like, and hey, we're going to the book today, and we're going to go random. Yeah, right. There yes, we go. Pick a page. <laughs> next, time, next time, I'll go, I'll go random. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, again, we're going to stick with the storybook land canal boats. Um, oh, oh, wow. Okay. Uh, I, 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 one through 14. Oh, God. Pick a number between 1 and 14. Six. Six, higher or lower? Lower. Lower. I'm going. I went higher last time. Okay. Let's see if Jess can do this. One through fourteen. Yes. One, two, three. I have to write these down. Four. Go ahead. Okay. The landscape setting of this lovely cruise includes these fourteen scenes listed in order of appearance. How do you see them? Listed in, in order of appearance. Yes. Scenes. Yes. Okay. The first one's the three little pigs. That's number two. Let's go back. Okay, so the, so this isn't even a scene, you need to talk but I'll to the go mic. with it. Hey, I, you want to turn me up a little bit? Can you hear me? Am I, I can hear you just fine. You're just not talking to the mic anymore. Hello. There you yeah. go. Okay, so talk if you okay, if you want to get literal, the first one's Pinocchio because it's Monstro because you go into the whale's mouth. Monstro, the whale from Pinocchio. Right. Yes. Okay. So you've got him, then you've got three little pigs. The pigs home from the three little pigs. Correct. And then 
Just around the river bend is the House of Alice. I'm trying to think of my spiel. Yes, the village from Alice in Wonderland. Mm -hmm. We can and accept that. Actually, you know, Udi ought to read that. Since I, she's on number three there. Okay, Alice. Okay. Oh, okay. And then um, in the middle, you have um, L London Park. Is it yep, London Park? That is okay. correct. London Thank Park you. from Peter Pan. Okay. Okay. So then you've got you've got Pan, and then straight ahead you have Agrabah, which is Aladdin. Mm. Oh, judges do not like this. Judges are slightly. Can you clarify? <laughs> That's close. It's Agrabah. Well, what is it part of Agrabah? Is it Aladdin? The Sultan's Palace. Okay, there we go. If you want to get technical. Well, I'm just going by what the list says. Okay, okay don't because get mad at then me. you are very technical on the Leaving Today podcast. That's right. Because Everything then has to be technical. Number <laughs> six is also Aladdin, but it's the rose bushes that you go under and then you go into the Cave of Wonders. Well done. That okay. is six. Number seven. Okay, this is where I'm gonna. It's technically, according to my, according to my spiel, would be to the right hand side, not the left. So it would come first, which would be Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs House. That would be according to my spiel. Uh -oh. Correct. Oh, okay. number seven. I thought Beauty okay. was gonna push back on that one. Nope. And She's then on. you've got Cinderella on the left, which eight is eight for eight. Eight okay. for eight. And then. This book was made, okay, okay, I just have to make sure, 2000 when? 14-ish? Yeah, yeah. I think Frozen's in there. Okay, that's no, what I was right. going to say. Is it? Is it? Hold on, hold on. Hold well, on, Frozen's going to be like 11 or 12. Don't tell me which one yet, but it's going to be like 11 or 12. That's is if it, 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 it's it, Frozen. Is Frozen in there? Frozen is in there. Okay, okay. so <laughs> it is a newer book, okay. Because it used to be the winner. I didn't want to say the F word, okay? It used to be the winner. Okay, so as we're going, Number nine. nine is the patchwork quilt. Correct. Okay. And so that's patchwork, and then number ten. As we're going on, I would talk. <laughs> we have uh, the wind in the willows, which is Mr. Toad. Oh. Correct. Kay. Oh yes. And then eleven is frozen. I won't say that word, but correct. Kay. Thank you. And then you're gonna come around, and it's gonna be again Pinocchio. It's the village, not Monstro. She's on Pinocchio's fire. Well. That's Thank twelve you. for twelve. Mm -hmm. Thirteen. Thirteen. See, I'm gonna, and then thirteen is Prince Eric's castle on the right. Ding 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 ding. That's correct. And now for the for the freaking streak. Fourteen is Ariel's like underwater, like her home, uh, King Triton's castle, his kingdom. Boom. Drive it. Boom. Fourteen for fourteen. That's awesome. I'm shocked, but not I had, shocked. I had to drop the book. <laughs> I had to I had to think about that for a second. Well done. And I'm not. Surprise. Yeah, that's my mm -hmm. But if it wasn't frozen, that it was going to be. Uh, and if you people don't find that impressive, what is wrong with you? Because even I find that impressive, and I don't even like that ride. I'm very impressed. It was a very long time ago. It was seven years ago. In a galaxy far, far away? In a galaxy very far, far away. The next time, I'm going to challenge Jess on the seven double-sided structures within Disneyland. Seven don't double-sided structures? Don't tell her. <laughs> that's such a hard one. I've got them. Let's go. Got them. <laughs> Definitely not. Okay. So, anyways, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, I think from time to time we're going to be going back to this book. I like that book you a lot. You threatened us, so yeah, I'm just glad. I'm Anything Fantasyland? You question me every every week, Mark. Just and something Fantasyland. I'm, I'm, oh. I'm hoping it stays with Jess. Target on Jess. Next time we will talk about the 23 castles in Disneyland. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Okay. But not today. 23 castles. I can only think of like. <laughs> no, there's probably a couple. I can on think of three. Storybook. There's three. I can think of two in storybook. There's like eight in storybook. Who am I just read? No. no, I'm just kidding. But then I'm thinking, <laughs> how many different little castles are in? It's a small world. Oh, oh my! So yeah. I don't even know. 
I don't know either. We're but that book out. will let us know, right? Yeah, okay. Well, that was good. Yeah. Good job. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I'm quite proud of myself. Yeah, you should be. Little brownie points. Little brownie points. <laughs> I had to write them down, though. Well, well that's, that's good, though. Oh, yeah. That's uh. totally good. And now for our feature presentation. There we go, now it's ringing. Well, we welcome to the show former and still part-time co-host of the Diz Geek podcast and former co-host of Dining at Disney, Jay Bratton. Hello, how are you guys doing? Hey, Jay, how you doing? Hi. We are cool. doing fantastic. So before we get a background on you, um, I just want to say how I can even hear about you. Uh, one of the podcasts that I listen to, I still, uh, I still listen to quite a bit, is the Diz Geek podcast. And I've been listening to it for probably three years now. Wow. Um, and when I first started getting getting into it, I, I heard this one person on there talk about the toffee. And he was going in, in the, into detail about when they get the toffee. And um, and I can see you're smiling right now. <laughs> um, and I, I first thought to myself, what in the world is this guy going off about the toffee for? Just go get the toffee and go about you know, like the rest of your day. And I come to find out, I would hear more things about about how he would go into how, you know, steak at, at the Steakhouse 55 is like prepared and different things. And I go, man, you know what? This guy is really, really passionate about the food at the parks. And it's one of those things that um, sometimes I overlook. I know uh, Udi overlooks sometimes. I do, I'll admit it, I do. Um, <laughs> but I was really just, I was really impressed with like your knowledge and your passion for it. And and I just, that was that was one of the reasons why I kept listening to the, to the Diz Geek podcast. And also I think those guys run like a, a really good show. I, I, they just tell the truth and I often laugh and nod my head when I'm listening to them to them talk because <laughs> I think they think a lot like I do and um, then I found you on Dining at Disney uh, the the video one I think with your other co-host I forget what her right. name yeah Chris uh, Kristen Hetzel go Kristen Hetzel go yeah and I found that to be quite informative as well so and you guys just going really really deep into the food so I really you know um, um, appreciate it the uh, knowledge that, that you guys share and the, and the passion yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate. It. Yeah, no, it's you know that's the thing. A lot of people overlook that, uh, and I, to me, it's like uh, it's an essential part of the experience. You know, I mean, you're going to the theme park, and why would you not want to have that as an element of your experience? And you know, you go there, and you you know when you go to Fantasyland, you, you hear you know the the sounds in the background you know you hear the circus music or, or not circus music but you know the the little carousel music uh you know with the horses and you hear you know the peter pan ride you know in the background and so you're you're hearing that and then you're seeing all the rides visually you know and then then you're you know smelling the popcorn you know while you, while you're walking around and you you know all the those senses are going on and so why not add to that sensory experience by eating you know and, and that's the you know that's just another sense that you can indulge uh, while you're at the most hap at the happiest place on earth right absolutely i love it i love it <laughs> all right so um a little background on you jay and should i call you jay or mr bratton or jay bratton <laughs> just jay is fine okay yeah. all right cool. jay all right jay yeah. um how did your passion for disneyland first start 
You know, it was kind of a funny story. I, I, you know, when I was a kid, you know, I lived, I grew up in Southern California. So, you know, going to Disneyland every few years was just kind of a central part of my childhood. And, you know, I had great memories from it, but I didn't really kind of have that like super passion, you know, that a lot of people have throughout their lives. I, it came about for me in uh, around 2006, I remember, like 2005, 2006, and I was in grad school at the time, and, and you know, grad school is not easy, so I was just under a lot of pressure, you know, writing papers, studying, reading books, et cetera, et cetera, and I, the, the woman I dated previous to when I met my, my wife, we said, well, let's go on a date at Disneyland during Christmas time, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, so we said, you know, that, that you know, I said, well, that sounds like a great idea. You know, I just kind of want to get my mind off things. And then, I don't know, just something about it, just all of a sudden, just, I just started noticing all the details, you know, like, you know, I, I wasn't in the Christmas mood, you know, I was like, kind of, you know, just like, whatever, I just, I want to, you know, get my, you know, semester done with and, and, you know, move on to the next semester and so forth. And, and, uh, and then when I was at Disneyland, I, I started looking around, I was like, oh, you know what, this is this is really great. You know, I started noticing all the little decorations and, you know, all like how everything was so clean and immaculate and everything was themed. You know, you go to Toontown and you see all the, the reeds there that are, are, you know, themed specifically to the particular building. And I mean, just, you know, little things like that just started opening my eyes and I was just like, wow, you know, this is really cool. And then all of a sudden I just kind of got into that Christmas spirit and, mm. you know, it's just, it just, that, it just, that it was like an, uh, almost like an epiphany. At, at that point, you know, yep. you know, dawned to me like how great and how wonderful Disneyland really is, you know, and, and uh, people, you know, just, uh, you know, you as fellow Disneyland enthusiasts, I mean, you guys know, I mean, you know, it just there's no other place that, like it in the world. Absolutely, oh, no. absolutely. I love it. So, did you convert to becoming like an AP holder at that point, or? No, I didn't become an AP holder until my wife and I started going out. Gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, and then she she shares my uh, enthusiasm for Disneyland, so awesome. that helps. Awesome. And uh, so then we said, well, let's let's go ahead and get uh, annual passes. And she was like, yeah, cool. That's good. Go. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay, so um, how about the, the passion for food at the parks? Was your passion long – or was your passion for food there before Disneyland or – did this help ignite it or what? You know what? I what I remember is I hated Disneyland food as a kid. <laughs> I I did. I swear uh. to you. I I remember distinctly we uh, I think I was about eight or nine years old. Okay. We went to Tomorrowland Terrace. Oh yeah. And we got a hamburger. And I was like, what in the heck is this crap? It uh -huh. was just, excuse me for saying that, if that's, if you can bleep that out of word. Oh, no, like, I think it, that's it fine. Was, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was terrible. It was dry bun, dry meat. Very uh, true. You know, there's like no condiments, you know, like, well, they might have had like mustard and ketchup packets. I mean, they didn't have anything beyond that. It was just, it was just atrocious. And I was like, okay, I, I just don't even want to eat at Disneyland anymore. And, and uh, you know, I don't even rec recall any of the other foods, uh, you know, when I was going there as a kid, uh, you know, sometimes we would bring food or we would eat before we got to the park, that type of thing, or just kind of snack throughout the day, you know, popcorn or what have you, sure. you know, ice cream bars. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I distinctly remember that it really sucked, and and then you know I just started noticing when I when I went more frequently, my wife and I was like, you know, we we just don't want to leave the park. We just want to you know go 
enjoy our time. And then uh, they seem to kind of have this evolution uh, in their menus. And I was like, wait a second, like, what's going on here? Like, they, they're, the food is actually starting to get really good. And, and then I think it was around 2009 or something like that that they started really kind of, like, putting a lot of effort into their food menus. And I was like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. And, and I just I want to try everything. And, mm. and uh, so we have. We've been – I've pretty much been to – Every restaurant, uh, except for the ones in Toontown, but I've been to pretty much every other restaurant around the Disneyland Resort. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Well, see, here's the thing. My food, my passion for food started when I was a kid, okay? I, you know, <laughs> I, remember, I, I remember growing up, I mean, I was a big boy, you know, I mean, so I mean, I like to eat, but it sure. was, it was not, it was not just that, it wasn't just the, the, uh, food it was also the quality of food and you know i remember my father you know used to take me out my sister and out and our family uh, to go eat uh, periodically and and i said you know hey dad how come why do you like going out to eat so much he's like you know what he says because for me eating out is more than just you know more than just eating food he says it's an adventure you want to try new flavors you want to try cuisine from different countries you know you want to experience you know food for all that it is you know and and not just you know just have you know sit down at Denny's and and order the grand slam breakfast you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. awesome wow uh, okay so first question i guess or maybe yes. the second question mm -hmm. what is it udi no, no, I'm just reading my notes. I, no, and I can kind of relate to the food part uh, growing up because I did grow up in Southern California too. So I do remember when you're talking about that burger. I'm just, I was sitting here. You can't see me. I'm off to the side here, but I was shaking my head in agreement. It was it was pretty bad. Um, you didn't really <laughs> eat very much. That's why you concentrate on like the Dole Whip because that was like the good stuff. Right? It was something sweet, <laughs> and you could eat that, and you're like awesome. Other than that, it was kind of like, uh, what am I eating? Right. So that's why I mean, see. He kind of, you just kind of explained why to me the food has never been a huge part of it because I grew up that going quite often during, during the year. And yeah, the mm -hmm. food was never anything, I wasn't part of it for me at all. Because right. it, like, it was like a side note, like, okay, well, I can eat, maybe eat this over here. Mm -hmm. And then other than that, I'm like, I want to go ride rides because nothing ever really made me go eat. Well, and it's funny because, see, Tomorrowland Terrace is still probably one of my least, that's my least favorite oh, yeah. place to eat. I, I, I'd never go there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, yeah, honestly, I mean, Tomorrowland Terrace has made improvements, but they're still behind. Uh, you know, when they had the uh, the light side and the dark side menu, you know, uh -huh. in honor of Star Wars, I mean, they, you got to give them credit for, for doing the black bun. I mean, you know, that that's something that was uh, popular in Japan. And, uh, you know, they did, I think, at Burger King for a little bit. Yeah, yeah they but, did. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, but I mean, for Disneyland to introduce, introduce that to the Tomorrowland Terrace is pretty bold on their part, don't you think? No, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree, hundred yeah, percent. The first, the first time I heard of it, I, because I, I never saw it. I know I didn't go at the park during that time, and I just kind of was like, "What well, they did? What?" I mean, it was kind of like it, it was, was interesting, interesting to see. Yeah. yeah, right. And it wasn't bad. I actually ate it. It's not. I mean, it's not gourmet but it, then again i mean it, it was a, a step up from your average uh, you know theme park food yeah you know? definitely yeah well, that actually leads into the, the actual mm -hmm. to the next question what in your i what in your in, what is your idea of uh good theme park food what what makes good theme park food 
It, I mean, it varies really, because okay. it depends on the context of the situation. So, the the main thing is, you know, just like Disneyland, is, you know, pays attention to all the little details. You have to do the same thing with the food at the parks as well. You know, you, yes, you can have that that black bun burger, but you know, if you've got a dry patty or you don't put any any condiments on it or what have you, it's like. It's just, it's just, you know, it looks okay, but it just tastes terrible. And then people don't want to have it. It doesn't matter how pretty you look at, look at, look at it. It's yeah. just, it's just not good, you know. And, and that, sure. that's the thing. So I mean, you know, quality, uh, attention to quality, um, and then doing something unique. Um, I mean, when they had the fried green tomato sandwich at the Hungry Bear restaurant, I was like, what? <laughs> I, mean, I, used, like, yeah, I mean, that blew my mind. And, and you know, we, we I don't really like fried green tom tomatoes, but my wife tried it and I, I had a bite and it wasn't too bad, you know, mm -hmm. and it was actually pretty good. And a lot of people, uh, especially vegetarians, were, you know, they, they just totally went out of their way to get it. And so, I mean, you know, but I mean, that that's a type of thing that I really... Uh, you know, want them to do is, you know, provide some unique elements and in, in theme it according to the lands, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, to, to have like, you know, a barbecue rib place in Tomorrowland is not, you know, <laughs> not, not the thing for me, you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah. in this, you know, but at the same time, it's, uh, you know, they, I mean, they can get away with it to a certain extent. Like Tomorrowland, what is Tomorrowland? You know, what is the food of tomorrow? You know, it's everything in pill form. I mean, who knows? <laughs> but uh, but uh, you know, the thing is, is, I just, I just want them to pay attention to detail, and, and it adds to the ambiance of of the land, you know, respectively. So, like, you know, I'm happy. Like, you know, they have the. Um, uh, the uh, um, safari skewers and stuff like that at the uh, the you know the the jungle. Oh my gosh, why am I barbecue? Yeah, Bengal barbecue. You know, I mean, it's like they have the safari skewers, you know, and then the you know uh, the the other meats and and things that are themed, you know, appropriately to the land. So, see, and does that make it? I mean, so uh, the question to me that I have is that is does that make that better for you? Like, does it? Yes. Do you think so? Basically. Because you're in the ambiance and you eat the food accordingly, so it makes a maybe it's helps more the food of taste an adventure. better. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's here's the here's the thing. I mean, there are certain must-have foods for me when I when I'm in a particular land. If I'm in the, you know, if I'm gonna eat. I mean, I don't just like go there specifically to eat this thing. But if I'm hungry and it's lunchtime or what have you, then then like if I go and I'm in the mood for a barbecue, I'm specifically going to go to Bengal Barbecue, get the safari skewer and all the other skewers or whatever, and then I'll sit down in, you know, in, in Adventureland instead of, like, going and, and taking it and, and walk around New Orleans Square. You know what I mean? I want to stay there to eat the food and enjoy the, the food along that's going on there you know what i mean and, and same with like if i'm in new orleans square and i get you know a bread bowl with chowder i mean i'm not going to walk into Frontierland with that because i just it ruins the experience for me yeah. and i want to sit there enjoy it and just you know watch the, the, the mark twain go by on the rivers of america and you know just 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 enjoy the whole atmosphere of everything that's going on yeah no, I like it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I can definitely awesome. appreciate that. I mean, I, I, I don't think a lot, um, a lot of people do that. I, I think they'll take that skewer out of the Bengal barbecue and just go stand in line at Pirates of the Caribbean, or yep. go on, you go stand in line at Splash Mountain, or yeah. So yeah, I, it's yeah, and that's the thing that you know, like, 
I get it. I mean, people are on a budget, right? And, sure. and you know, I, far be it for me to tell them what to do with their money. But at the same time, it's like, okay, dude, you just spent like, you know, for a family of four, like 500 bucks to get into Disneyland. And now you're trying to save two bucks on your meal by, you know, by putting <laughs> your own stuff in. I mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It's like, you're there you know you you know enjoy what you're what you're doing you know and, and don't and that's the thing is like either bringing in your food to me is a no-no and then the other uh aspect is like for people who you know go in and out of the park and they walk across the street to the garden walk or whatever and eat someplace else captain okay you kids. just what's that captain kids there yeah goes. captain kids <laughs> or you know that type of thing. yeah exactly it's well, I, you you basically just broke the fantasy. You know what I mean? Like you you went to Disneyland to be immersed in all these you know wonderful lands, and yet you're willing to go out to to Denny's or, or whatever any place of the, you know across the street, and then you you have to leave the park. You, you spend you know an hour outside the park. You got to go across the street. You know you got to worry about the traffic and all that stuff, and then you got to get back into the parks. It's just like okay, you wasted like an hour hour and a half of your time that you could have just you know. Know, spent maybe 40 minutes eating and enjoying the the ambiance for where you're at i couldn't agree more very like very it. true yeah no, that's yeah because yeah. i mean we we ate at the it was the riverbell terrace right yeah the first day the first day yeah and that was nice i mean we just sat i enjoyed it and we it was outside. awesome it was there. sunny yeah. and hot but it was nice yeah so exactly the food was yeah. great okay uh, so just real quick, getting get, getting back to something you said earlier, um, when you you first realized that uh, the food kind of sucked at Disneyland, yeah, that was like 2006. Is that what you said? Well, no, it, when I was a kid, oh, it okay. really sucked. And then I don't know the the total evolution of you know when and you know like how uh, quickly the the menu started evolving. All I know is that I started taking notice of more daring menu choices in around 2009. And perhaps there was things that maybe they had you know made little changes here and there, but not to the degree that I saw you know it rapidly evolving from 2009 until the present time. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if there was like maybe one specific meal or food item that kind of changed your mind. Just, just thinking, oh, yeah, maybe these guys are taking it seriously now. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I guess, no, not really, to be honest. I, I okay. don't recollect one one poignant moment. It just sort of, I, I guess it just dawned on me, like, just because I didn't really notice the theme park food um, so much when I first started going. I was too overwhelmed by the other by other senses and and the you know epiphany of you know the moment of you know just kind of falling in love with disneyland in a deeper fashion than i had previously done before okay fair enough hmm. okay um so my next question um how how does the food at disneyland park now compare with other theme parks that you've been to or do you even pay attention to that when you go out to other theme parks or Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, it's Disneyland has is is really done a great job of you know again evolving their menus. But uh, I, you know, I went to Disney World a few years ago, uh, and I I was severely disappointed with the food over there, and it made me appreciate just how great we have it here at Disneyland. <laughs> wow. Uh, I was just I don't it's to me they're their food over there has really kind of been stuck in in limbo, you know, from the 1970s, 80s, 90s, or whatever. I mean, they're not they're wow. not doing a lot of uh, changes to like their quick service stuff. I mean, yes, they have 
they have some nice themed restaurant like Liberty Tavern and uh, you know so the uh, you know like the Hollywood studios they've got the uh, uh, the sci-fi diner or diner drive-in diner or something like that and you know themed restaurants that you know they do a good job um, but you know it just overall though I mean you know like if you go around you know to to the various you know quick service locations and things like that it's just like it's just hamburgers and hot dogs that's it hamburgers and hot dogs and it's just like it was it was really disappointing because you know i mean that was one of the things i was looking for you know as a, as a food enthusiast you know, i was like you know i i was specifically looking to indulge in, in you know these new experiences and you know the only place that stood out to me was was epcot because they have all the various lands that you can you know try the very you know the the foods from like japan or germany or great britain oh, you know right. mexico Etc. Um, but you know, other than that, though, I mean, the rest of the, the rest of the um, you know Disney World experience wasn't very good. In fact, I think I actually enjoyed uh, Universal Studios Orlando better oh. than oh, Disney wow. World. I mean, and that's sad to say because yeah. you know my my love of Disneyland, but it just you know they've done a, a really good job of uh, you know stepping up their game, and you know they actually have uh, what's the uh, name of the the uh, theme park association um what are they called the uh, ah, wh whatever the the theme park association they they put out their annual awards for like the best you know best attractions or best new oh. you know that type of thing you know what I'm talking about yeah mm -hmm. yeah yep. Yep. anyways so yeah so they you know for for several years running the best theme park restaurant overall was the one at universal orlando in the uh, uh adventure or islands of adventure or adventure island whatever they call it and it's called mythos and oh. that place i mean they had like a truffle sauce and i mean you know like really wow. gourmet stuff with with outstanding view of the, of the lake there in the middle of that park and it's just like wow i was like disneyland needs to take note of this one <laughs> This is, yeah. this is awesome. Wow. Awesome. So do you, do you think Disneyland is doing it better than DCA? <sighs> it's just different. So here's the thing is like the like DCA doesn't isn't like pigeonholed the lands necessarily. You know what I mean? Like with Disneyland, you have, you know, Adventureland, you have Frontierland, you have, uh, you know, I mean, the Fantasyland, etc. Whereas DCA, yeah, you have like Paradise Pier and you got the other areas of the park, but like you can pretty much get away with with cuisine of, of any type over there. You know, it's it's more universal. Yeah. Um, whereas Disneyland has to be more specific, or in my opinion, it should be more specific to to the land. So, you know, I mean, like Wine Country Tartoria is good, but, I mean, if you put Wine Country Tartoria on the other side of the park or, you know, in a different location, I, I think it'd still be okay. I mean, you know, I, I mean, well, I don't know. And, that, and that, now that I think about it more, I mean, it is kind of in line with the whole vineyard thing. And, yep. and then, you know, Hollywood Land with the hot dogs. Yeah, well, you know, I guess they're both good. So I'll just put it that way. Awesome. That's Jess's favorite place. I yeah, I love wine, er, wine country tutorial. It's my favorite place to eat. <laughs> uh, and drink, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you want to go with the questions? Go ahead, um, So then the other thing then that we're wondering about is uh, we're going to kind of have a few different, like, what, what do you think is the best, like, quick snack? So obviously when we're there, time can be sometimes of an essence if we have a fast pass, whatever. Like, what do you think of, like, when... 
like I got I, I need to eat something, but I don't have a lot of time to sit down like you would want to. I mean, what do you think would be something that that's easy? I mean, for I mean, there's how many carts? I mean, how many times we talk corn dog churros, oh, sure, corn dog whip, all that kind of stuff. So what do you right, think? Well, yeah, what do you think is yours, or what's yours? Well, so here's here's the thing. It it depends on where you're at. So are, are we talking Disneyland or DCA or overall the entire resort or what? I, I would say let, let's probably let's, Disneyland. Let, I'd say Disneyland. We'll keep it to Disneyland. Okay. So a quick snack. It's got to be the corn dogs on on Main Street. <laughs> and I know I was listening to one of the the shows that you guys had previously, and um, you guys were talking about the corn dog castle and DCA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know they the difference obviously I mean they they have the corn dog there but then they also have the sausage and then they also have the the cheese uh, over at the corn dog castle whereas they just have the hot dog at Disneyland itself. Now I know you guys say well there's the same thing. I've had them both, okay, and I swear to you that there must be like a a slight. <laughs> temperature variance but the one at Disneyland is better yeah it's just it, what it is I think that they they cook it a little bit slightly too long at the one at the corndog castle versus the one at Disneyland uh, you know on the at the red wagon there and I just it just the the one at the the red wagon cart is just it's just perfect and and in fact you know when I had done uh, food tours before I had made mention that there's, uh, if you're from LA area, there's a guy named Jonathan Gold, who's who's like this Pulitzer Prize winning, uh, you know, food critic. And he actually proclaimed that the best corn dog he's ever had. And, you know, wow. this is, you're talking about this guy who goes to like five-star gourmet restaurants and he's traveled all over the country and, mm-hmm. you know, been to the re- best restaurants and, you know, and so forth. And he proclaimed that as the best corn dog. And I don't disagree. Nice. They're delicious. It's amazing. Yes. Now I'm sad I missed that last time. You didn't there. have it. No, huh? I didn't. I didn't. Huh? We didn't have chance. Didn't I'll have, have chance one for you next okay. weekend. Okay. You have one. <laughs> okay. All right. So the corn dog on Main Street. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. I agree with that. I've heard that a few times. Yes. So, yeah. Now, now it's like sealed. The, it is sealed for me. I have to. Yeah, I have to try that. Yeah, I think my <laughs> daughter would agree with you on that too, Jay. So <laughs> that's awesome. So, so ta- sorry, sorry. Tagging along with the whole theming. Um, when you're in Disneyland, we'll, we'll stick with that. Is is uh, where? Where do you think? Like now, you have a choice where you're going to sit down and actually enjoy the view and enjoy the whole ambiance. What is your place to go? What is your one like? I want to go there so I can sit there, enjoy enjoy the view, enjoy the well. That that's and everything. Okay, well, there's that's two different answers. Okay. So uh, okay. there's okay the best meal with a view prior to the, you know the the uh, construction of Star Wars Land was the Country Bear re- restaurant. You know, uh, it's great view. Hungry uh-huh. Bear. Yeah. Yeah. The Hungry Bear. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. yeah the, I was thinking Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. Right. I, I miss it. I miss it. That's right. We 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 often reference that. Uh, yeah. Um, we all miss that. We yeah. all miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's, it's you know, for a quick service place, you just get, you know, either, well, they don't have the uh, fried green tomato sandwich anymore, but they do have uh, onion rings. Uh, the, I don't know if you guys have ever eaten the, the onion rings at uh, no, Hungry Bear, but no. yeah, it's, it's, they're just magnificent. The only thing that's missing is like a spicy aioli sauce instead of, you know, the mustard and ketchup because those wow. things are just perfectly crispy, crunchy on the outside. It's got that soft onion on the inside. It's not overpowering. Uh, it has that beer flavor, you know, like with the real beer batter on it, you know, it's uh, just, it's awesome. It's magnificent. Wow. And uh, I highly recommend it if you have never tried it. 
You're do, making me hungry. Do, do, <laughs> do you use ranch on yours, Jay? Or no? Or yeah, you... it's I actually what I like to do is I like to double dip uh, oh. in terms of uh, using ranch and ketchup. Yeah, oh. I like oh, I like the, the the creamy aspect of the ranch, you know, and you got sort of like a little herbal essence uh, involved there, and then you've got the uh, ketchup, which provides that acid and you know the sweetness element that kind of combines together with the the onion ring and just kind of makes for a perfect little sauce that you know again would be. A spicy only would be much better, but this it'll suffice. That does sound good. That sounds, it sounds really, really good, good. Actually, it, it really it's like a nice spicy. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna have to so, have that. Yeah. So your your answer is the Hungry Bear Restaurant. Well, that's the best part meal of the answer. Answer. You're right. And yeah. then the best meal best meal uh, in, in terms of having it with an ambiance, uh, it's got to be Blue Bayou. I mean, it's just hands down. And there's no other place that like it. And uh, you know, I just to me. When I'm there, it's like I feel like I don't know, dude. I feel like I'm in on in the movie Princess and the Frog. You know, what I'm saying it's just like <laughs> yep. it's such it's such a great thing. And you know, just having the the people go by and you know and and then you know seeing you know Pirates of the Caribbean and remember remembering when I was a kid riding Pirates of the Caribbean for the first time and tripping out on all the people that were actually eating there because we never ate there when I was a kid. So like I was was in amazement. You know, every time we we went on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and seeing the people on the, I was like, man, who are those people? Are they like VIPs or what? Mm -hmm. yeah. I agree. I was the same way. Same way. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny. I've been to Blue Bayou so many times throughout the years, and it, it, no matter how many times I go, I still get that little kid feeling in me, you know, that special, unique thing. And it, it doesn't matter what it's like outside, but when I'm there, it's like it's you know, a, a perfect, uh, you know, summer evening in the South and, and you get this great food and, you know, with the little, you know, with the, the candlelight dinner and all that stuff, even though it may be lunchtime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can, I can, I can probably get behind that. I mean, one of the things we've, we've talked about the Blue Body before and it's kind of pricey, um, but again, you, you're paying really for the, for the, for the ambiance and the experience, sure. right? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can get the the Monte Cristo's sandwich there, but then you get it next door, you know, for nine bucks less. You know what I mean? And, oh, and, I didn't and, know that. Yeah. So yeah, you can get it at both, uh, you know, the um, uh, at the Blue Bayou and the uh, um, cafe there, the uh, Cafe Orleans. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know you could get it there too. Noted. We will. I note that down. See again. Take note notes, man. I am. I am. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Jay, what is your best meal at, at an um, historic restaurant within the park? Because there's a lot of buildings that are that have been there since, well, That's that are still there since 1955. 55. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I would say it would have to be Plaza Inn. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how much you've you guys know about the plaza Inn or whatever but i mean it's you know been there since since day one um and but, but see they they started out it used to be called the red wagon inn and that was from 1955 until 1965 uh swift foods was actually the sponsor for, during that time period and it was actually considered the ground the crown jewel of dining at disneyland and it was walt's f uh, favorite place to eat and uh, it was like beloved so much by the the people who worked there. They actually made an attraction poster just for that restaurant. Oh, nice. yeah. And um, in the, they had you know full course dinners, and uh, it was the first employee cafeteria. 
and it was the only one that was open for the grave shop, graveyard shift for, for many, many years. Yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, okay, so you, you, let's test your knowledge. You guys, I mean, have you heard about this uh, secret club that's called Club 33? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, like worst kept secret ever, right? Yeah, sure. it really uh, is. It really is. <laughs> so do you guys know when Club 33 opened? Uh, no, we're going to market that. Yeah, yeah, that would be in 1966. Correct. Well, it was 1967. No, 67. Seven. Right, Sorry. right. <laughs> so, it, you know, because it, when Disneyland was originally be, built, there was no New Orleans Square. Right. So, guess where Walt would host VIPs for, you know, for, for all the people that came in, you know, the, the, uh, the executives and, you know, whatever, dignitaries, that type of thing. It was at the Plaza Inn. Right. And previous to the opening of uh, Club 33, which is the only place you can get alcohol at the park, okay? Yep. yep. Actually, it was Plaza Inn was the first place you could get alcohol at the park. Oh, nice to know. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. They had a, a secret entrance that led to a dining room with a full bar. And wow. they even had their own private bathroom as well. Wow. Is that, is that room still there? Uh, yes, but they don't, it's, I think they, they, I'm not sure what they use it for anymore, but, uh, you know, I, I know it's still, you know, because they didn't change the, the construction of the was, building. Yeah, is it a part of the in-between, maybe? But that, I, I've never been back there. Maybe okay. you could tell me. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know if it's a part of that room. I mean, it's a big room back there, but um, maybe that it's back there with that, and they kind of changed that up. Right. Well, I mean, maybe if you have any friends that still work there, maybe they can do some investigation because yeah. I'd like to as well. We do. Oh, yeah. I'll definitely <laughs> I'll send a text to my old roommate. <laughs> yeah. So cool. so speaking of the Plaza Inn, I mean, their, their staple meal, I would have to say, is the fried chicken dinner, right? Oh, God. It's so Correct. Ha has that always been on the menu back when it was the Red Wagon Inn, or, or has the menu changed, or do you know? No, it Yes, it has changed. Okay. So, uh, yeah, uh, the original menu consisted of uh, chicken pot pie, cream, uh, yeah, Swift's premium baked ham, mm. Swiss oh. steak, oh. and a traditional chef salad and a fruit plate. Oh. oh. Yeah. So, wow. absent so, from the menu is the chicken, the fried chicken. Correct. Oh, okay. Yes. And to be honest, I don't know exactly when they introduced the fried chicken. My assumption is that they uh, probably did. They introduced the fried chicken after they, uh, you know, after the sponsorship by Swift ended because, okay. um, you know, they, they, you know, they weren't supplying the food. <laughs> All right, gotcha, <laughs> gotcha on that. But uh, yeah, and you know, one of the cool things I like about Plaza Inn, besides the the historical nature of it, is the fact that. The fried chicken's really great, and in fact, I think it's on par with the one at Knott's Prairie Farm. Oh. Uh, but what I like even better is the Cobb salad, because yep. it's a build-your-own Cobb salad. So, oh, yes. Yeah, so if you don't want, you know, if you want extra bacon bits, which, hey, hello, who doesn't want extra bacon bits? <laughs> or, uh, you know, you want a little bit of dressing or a lot of dressing, or, you know, you want to kind of exclude certain items, then then they'll do that for you, because they're, they're making it right in front of you. That, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. I, I love Cobb salad minus the bacon, but I yeah. <laughs> she doesn't like the bacon. No, I'm weird. And the the other thing that I've noticed with the Plaza Inn is if you time it right, you can actually have a meal and watch the fireworks. Yes, uh, yes, I've never done it, but uh, I've heard that yes, that can happen. It's just it's hard to <laughs> get in. I guess it's hard to time it correctly. Sure, it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So Plaza Inn is your answer. Okay. 
Um, what is the best meal that allows you to escape from all the background noise? When, you, you, when you're eating there, you're thinking, okay, I'm actually away from it, and I'm just in my own area. Hmm. Well, I, I, I'd say probably Blue Bayou is, mm-hmm. is you know, your yeah. best bet there. Um, I mean, every other restaurant really, you know, you know, like Carnation Cafe is right there on Main Street. So yeah. it's like, number one, it's super busy. And then, you know, number two, it's like you've got, you know, the Dapper Dans or, you know, the you know Disneyland band members, you know, doing their, their you know, routines on, on the street or whatever. And same with like Cafe Orleans. I mean, you know, you're, you're outdoors and, you know, you've got, uh, you know, Tiana or, you know, somebody else out there, you know, the either character meet and greet or you got the, uh, the jazz singers, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Hungry Bear is is fairly quiet, but because it's a quick service establishment, it's right next to Crater Country. You get a lot of uh, kids, you know, like you know, families with the with the small kids, and they love to run around. I mean, you know, they're bored. They they don't appreciate the views of Rivers of America yeah. like like as adults, you know. So they right. they want to run around and and do their thing. So another one. Actually, this one is kind of like a hidden secret spot. Oh. Uh, you guys know about, okay, so across the way from uh, the Haunted Mansion is the Harbor Galley. Yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so around, like, when you order the food, there's a few little picnic tables there. But if you walk the the, uh, the, the back pathway there, there's some more picnic tables, and it's right there near uh, the Rivers of America. And it's also the uh, area where the... Uh, the the exit to Splash Mountain is so like after people go down on Splash Mountain or whatever and then they're they're going you know circling back around to the the entrance of the uh, the area you know where you get onto the ride yeah then um, yeah that's uh, it kind of like there's a little U-turn there almost and uh, yeah there's some picnic tables back there oh. so that's that's pretty quiet as well yeah absolutely I did not know about that yeah that's over by Fowler's Harbor I believe right y- yes uh, well. Uh, Fellers Harbors is yeah yeah it's yeah right yeah yes okay that's awesome yeah I never go yeah, back the to only the thing either. yeah the only thing about the food though at Harbor Galley I'll just kind of like interject here sure because I I want to <laughs> make sure that that I don't recommend anything that I don't like and uh, so if you eat there that's cool it's just one thing that you'll you'll be like amazed by and and you know a lot of people fall into this trap is they have the lobster roll. And yeah. you know when I when I first saw that I was like oh my god they have a lobster roll I I gotta get it I have to have it mm-hmm. I got it uh, it was such a letdown oh. oh my gosh it was it was it was horrible it kind of it tasted like um, like it you know the lobster had been sitting in a tin can for a little bit too long oh, and uh, yeah it's just it's really really terrible and then they also have a shrimp salad again and oh. you know i love i love seafood and shrimp sounds wonderful and awesome but also that was just it was total another letdown so oh, shoot. yeah yeah sorry i i hate to disappoint <laughs> you but you know i just want to forewarn you that you know it's it sounds good but it really isn't good and you would think that the fish would be so fresh considering it's like right 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 next to the river right <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, you know, why not? It's fresh catch, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Absolutely. Oh, man. Well, you know, they used to actually have fishing in America, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 So, and then, uh, yeah. So, unfortunately, you know, people, <laughs> they didn't uh, take care of their fish and they left them in lockers and stuff like that. So oh, that wonderful. Yeah. Delightful. Yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, all right. Now to the big questions. Best ice cream. Best ice cream. So, 
are we going to classify the um, Dole Whip as an ice cream flavor, or are we kind of, or is that a separate thing? Well, you're the food because, expert. Well, it's <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not ice cream. Yeah, that's, it's that's not. That's more of a frozen yogurt. So, yeah. I, you know, to be honest, I, I really don't eat ice cream too much. I mean, during the the Christmas season or holiday season, I should say, they do have the the peppermint ice cream, oh. which is good. Uh, but generally speaking, I really don't get ice cream. Um, just not my thing. But I mean, when it comes to Dole Whips, I'm about it. I mean, yeah, it just I go. love Dole Whips, and it just that's something that. If I see a line that isn't, you know, 20 minutes long, then then I tend to go there to have a little snack because it's such, it's like the perfect, perfect uh, sweet treat um, mm. for, for the afternoon. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, mean, I don't know how much you guys know about the Dole Whip or not. Uh, I mean, I've, I've no, I haven't listened to all your shows, so I'm not sure if you actually covered the, the nutritional aspects of the Dole Whip. No, we not have not. Even. No, we know there's a Dole Whip float and there's a regular Dole Whip. Which, which side of the fence do you go on? Oh, uh, just the regular Dole Whip. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. all right, good man. Yeah. Here's, here's the problem is that when <laughs> you mix the two, it, it tends to have like a almost like a medicinal taste to it you know like oh, uh, wow. because the, it, the 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 pineapple juice along with the uh, the pineapple flavoring the artificial pineapple flavoring that's in the dole whip they sort of like work against each other and some people still like it and that's fine hey you know everybody you know when it comes to taste it's it's totally subjective so i you know i'm not going to judge it's just for me personally it's just not not you know it doesn't resonate with me so well gotcha but here's a little secret okay so have you guys uh okay over there at the little fruit stand that's next to uh next to the tiki juice bar you know and adventureland next to uh um the jungle cruise there's that little fruit stand right yes yes and okay so and then i don't know if you've ever noticed but they have these little condiment packets uh called tahin Uh, no no no, i have not all right. Well, it's it's you would think it's kind of like well, why why would they have this Mexican spice flavored thing here, right? It's mm-hmm. basically chili lime. Okay. Oh yes, yes. Okay. It, yeah. If you want to change your world, sprinkle a little bit of that on your Dole Whip, and it'll blow your mind. Really? You'll be like, hey, how is this possible? It's like amazing. It's it's what? like really? Yeah, I know. It no, trust me, dude. It's oh, I I it's, it's a game changer. <laughs> it's, you you will. It'll, it'll blow your mind, and, and whoever, you can totally blow their mind to anybody who's with you as well. Now, is it spicy? A little spicy, but then it it's countered by the, the you know, the, the, the dole whip pineapple. itself. Okay, yeah. Right. Okay. I mean, you can also use it on other fruit, you know, like the, the pineapple spears and stuff like that, which is really great. But it just, it's, but on the dole whip, you wouldn't think to put something like that on there. And when you do, it's just like, wow, that's like crazy. All right. All right. I will, uh, when I go next week, I will videotape me trying it. Please I'll do. It, I'll put it on our Instagram. Yeah, please do. I'll put it up Gotta see it. that. Yeah. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> so, so Jay, when you get the dole whip, can you can you walk down Main Street or do you have to walk through Adventureland to to stay? Adventure, okay. Adventure. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's no. I mean, <laughs> I, in fact, I won't even leave Adventureland. I will stay in the the queue for the tiki room. Oh, the tiki room. That's yeah. yeah. That's where I usually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And there's there's bench seating. I mean, there's no rules saying that if you sit down in the in the queue area that you're obligated to go actually see the show, right? I yeah, mean, that's true. true. That is true. Yeah, and they got rid of the they got rid of. Oh my gosh, my brain is stopping. 
The Tahitian Terrace? No, um, I, go ahead. My brain just completely flopped on what accordion is. No, when you go through, um, like when you're going through any rides, like when they count you and you go through the thing. The, the turnstile. The turnstile. The turnstile. God, my brain just went gone. Oh, um, they got rid of the turnstiles now, so they're not there anymore either. So it's just kind of like a walkway in and out of the tiki room. So you can just wander right in and out without any issues. Oh, nice. Even though there were not many issues before, there's just no turnstile anymore. Yeah. So let me let me ask you guys this. So, um, I mean, you know, I mean, you, you guys obviously enjoy the dollop and stuff like that. Yes. How many calories? How many calories do you think are in a serving of dollop? Don't. don't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, Maybe I want to know. Is, I, it, is it bad or is it not bad? That's oh, the question. Uh, uh, bad. I, just know, just throw well, throw a number out there. Okay. Just it's it's mostly going to be sugar. Yeah. Go ahead, um, Mark. But it I might be yeah. Go, go How many ounces are we talking about? Or should I? I'm getting too technical. I think those are around. Uh, if I, I think like four to five ounces, something Ooh, around that. Gosh, I'm gonna go 1,200. Oh, I was oh, gonna say. Wow. I, I just went high, man. I don't know. I'm gonna say four, 450. I, I went gonna, 1,200. I was gonna say 250. You know me. I always just shoot a number out there. Right. No, that's good. I, well, yeah, that's an interesting number. That's like a, a you know full-blown kids meal. But that's yeah. right. That's what I'm saying. I just throw numbers out there. Yeah, I was. Whatever say jumps in my head, I just say it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, they only have it. Only, it's only 80 calories. What? All right. You feel what? good about it now? You serious? Yeah. Feel good about it. I am. I am serious. <laughs> okay. And not only that, it's fat-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free. Oh fat -free, wow. Fat-free, gluten-free, gluten -free, and, and dairy-free. Dairy my kind right. of it's meal. not it's not sugar free but it you know yeah wow. <laughs> everything else it's that's it's free of and it's only 80 calories that's that's why i love it so much wow wow all right man that that is a snack that of choice now better. yeah right you're dropping some mad dough <laughs> i love it i love it so and, and uh, so let we'll throw uh, let's do some other numbers here all right sure. so how, how many how many dollars do you think they sell Per year. Well, Ooh. yeah. Let's let's say. Well, you know, let's do per year. How many dole whips oh per year? Oh my goodness! A man. year? A year? Yeah. Oh my gosh! In the uh, millions. I would say yeah. Uh, uh, really in the millions? Well, because I mean, you think about it. I mean, every time you go, there's a 20, 30 minute line. Yeah. For yeah. That the line now. takes forever. Forever. So now you got to think about that. That's every day. How many do you do a day? Maybe maybe a million. We'll go with a million. I'm just gonna shoot at a million. Oh. Uh, well, uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's not that's, that much. That's high. It's so 500,000. We'll uh, 600,000, actually. 600,000 in right. a year. Wow. Correct. So and if you uh, calculate that out, that's uh, 1,000, approximately 1,650 per day. Wow. Oh, see, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That is crazy dual of action. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we do talk about it enough. We have mentioned Dole Whip quite a, quite a few times on the show, so. Yeah. That's crazy. See, now I'm going to feel much better next time we go and we have Dole Whip. I'm going to be like, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's, I, I mean, to me, that's a much better alternative than ice cream, which sure. does probably have around 400 calories, you know, per serving uh, uh, over there at the Carnation, uh, or at the, uh, the Gibson Girl, I should say. Gibson Girl, yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, best hamburger. Where's your best mm -hmm. hamburger within the park? Uh, Not Tomorrowland Terrace. Yeah, no. I was, I, <laughs> to be honest, man, I, I, there's I, none of the burgers are that great at Disneyland. Um, I tend to avoid them, to be honest. Um, okay. The, I mean, the one, the, the best one was the the dark side burger over there at mm -hmm. the. 
what do you call it? They, they call it now something else, not the uh, Tomorrowland Terrace. It's something Cantina, right? The, uh, uh, did they change it? Yeah, know. they changed it uh, for the uh, season of the forest. And then oh, they that's right. kind of kept the new the new name, uh, Galactic Grill. That's what they that Galactic Grill, yes. Right. So anyhow, yeah, that, I mean, that one is, if I had to vote for a burger, I'd say that's probably your best bet. And, you know, even that's not the greatest, but it's, you know, for, for the selections that are available, it's, that's probably your best bet. Right. Okay. Uh, best hotel restaurant. <laughs> Yum. Oh, Jess, do you, do you, do you have an opinion on, on that too? Yeah, but I'll let him go first. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, this this is a tough one <laughs> because they, they have really great ones and and you know here's the thing that that really kind of was it difficult. It's basically a toss up between Napa Rose and Steakhouse Fifty Five. Mm-hmm. Now before the the new management, so to speak, took over at Steakhouse Fifty Five, the the food at Napa Rose was better. Um, but the service uh, at Steakhouse 55 was better. So now that they introduced new new menu at Steakhouse 55, I actually kind of like the menu better because it's like more traditional steakhouse, you know, fare uh, versus Napa Rose, which is, you know, seasonal food items. Right. And I don't know, I kind of like, you know, the, the food there at Steakhouse 55 a little bit better. But after they got the new management, their service declined. Oh, no. And yeah, Napa Rose, you know, their service has kind of remained steady, even though it's like, again, it's not as good as Steakhouse 55 had been in the past. It's still, you know, it's not bad. Okay. So what what about mm. you, Jess? What do you say? Oh, no, I, I was a toss-up, actually, between the last time I ate at Steakhouse 55 was back in 2009, so it's <laughs> been a long time, but I love Napa Rose. Right. It's been probably a year or two since I've eaten there, but that was Napa Rose is what I would have to lean towards more now since it's been so long since Steakhouse 55. Yeah, I you know, here's the thing. I mean, what, what sells Napa Rose for me and maybe slightly edges them in terms of like, you know, the experience is the fact that they've got the bread basket and that bread basket is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I've never experienced that, so. Yeah, yeah me I, either. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing, Steakhouse 55 has dinner rolls and they're cold. And that's, you know, you do not, you know, when, when you're serving bread, you want it to be nice and warm and either soft or, you know, kind of have that crispy exterior, you know, the crispy crust, uh, just like ratatouille. So, you know, it's not about, you know, the look of the bread, it's how it sounds, you know, and, and that's what I love about the, the bread at Napa Rose is, you know, you could tell that it's high quality bread versus the, you know, what they have over at Steakhouse 55. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, I've heard really good things about breakfast at Steakhouse 55. Have you been there for breakfast? I have. Uh, it's good. It's, um, I mean, it is a bit on the pricey side, uh, but, you know, it's, then again, I mean, you, you know, if you're an adult and you have kids, you know, you probably want to go to Goofy's Kitchen next door. But, you know, if, if you're having a, you know, romantic weekend, you know, no kids, or, or if you're just, you know, like, you know, adult couple without kids or just by yourself or whatever, and you want just a nice dining experience, then, you know, it's worth worth it to pay the premium price for, for the ambiance of Steakhouse 55 because it's quiet, it's classy, the service is outstanding, uh, the quality of food is great, uh, you know. I, I, I would recommend it is you know if you're if money is not a, a big deal. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Um, what is the best? What Dunning experience do you think has the best value for the for the guests? I would say Village House Restaurant, um, and that's and mm. Fantasy Land. I know it's yeah. kind of kind of odd, right? But yeah. it, it here's the thing that the reason why I chose it is because they have a flatbread um, pizza. Well, it's not pizza. It's actually uh, it's called a BLT flatbread. And it's about nine bucks, okay? Mm-hmm. And can easily feed two people. And not only do they have that, they also have the chicken sausage and a pretzel roll, which is really good. You add a little mustard to that thing, and it's just it's it's outstanding. They also have an apple and cheddar salad that's really good as well. Oh. And you know, for and and these are these are like some you know pretty exotic items for a quick service restaurant, but. You know, it's in Fantasyland, so they keep the prices relatively low, even though it's kind of an exotic item. Gotcha. Well, no, that's that's interesting because that's the one restaurant I like to go sit at. Like, Is even if really? I'm not eating, yeah, I like, I don't mind. I think I've said it before where I'll go and I'll just sit there because I'm in Fantasyland. So I'm like in the heart of the, the, of the park and it's just nice to sit there. Yeah, it is. Yeah, so I, that's very, very cool. I mean, I don't always eat there, which is weird. I mean, I'll sit there sometimes, but, and just enjoy it there. I want right. to eat there, but yeah, well, I've see, eaten there I, many times. Yeah, I strayed away from eating there after I stopped working there because that's where I ate most of the time because there's a little window to the side mm-hmm. back, backstage where you get where cast members in Fantasyland where we get our food if you're not hustling oh. to the in between. So when you're like when you're up and you're waiting to pick up your food, if you look to the right, you'll see there's a cast member all the way at the very end on the right. And mm-hmm. they're over there, and they have a little window, and that's where the Fantasyland cast members go and buy their food on their breaks. If they're oh, not that's going, awesome. Yeah, if they're not going to the in-between, because on a 10-minute break, you know, even on like a 30-minute break, it's hard to book it to the in-between to get your food to sit and eat, because you can't carry your food cross-stage, so you have to eat it, then hurry back cross-stage to be able to clock back in, you know, at your computer to get back in. So I stopped eating it at um, Village House after I stopped working there, because I was so tired of chicken strips and... <laughs> no, french fries and hamburgers but i'll have to try that blt well i don't like bacon i'll get it without bacon yeah <laughs> right well they here's the thing is that the the quality level of the food has risen dramatically since they updated the menu in 2011 mm-hmm. and so that's the thing i mean you know they don't have the chicken strips or whatever uh, at least i mean they may have it on the kids menu but uh, you know it's not like on the main menu and then the other aspect uh, you know it, you know that you guys pointed out is the the ambiance i mean you know all the attention to details to me it's like you know it, it's kind of an extension of pinocchio's daring journey you know it's just like you're looking around you see all the yeah. little toys yeah. you see the murals and everything and it just it's such a, a great you know if you really pay attention to it because you know here's the thing is you know what you notice and, and it's kind of sad is that guests go there they get hamburger and fries and they just gobble it up and leave yep. they don't really kind of take the time to you know soak in the atmosphere or you know pay attention to all the little details which is sad because you know that's what makes it fun you know mm-hmm. yeah now i have to ask just because uh, my best friend her favorite thing at village house it was oh. during halloween was the fire breathing dragon pizza like the flatbread did you have that when yes. they had it in the park yes did it's you, good did you enjoy it Yes, I love spicy food, so that's... Yeah, <laughs> that that way, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I love the, the fact that they do those seasonal menu items. I mean, to me, that that's something that, that is part of what I look forward to uh, whenever the seasons change at, at Disneyland. Yeah, she, and they had it, I think, they didn't have it this last year when we were there. She was really upset, but 
she, um, I had it. I couldn't finish it. I had to give it to her. It was too hot for me. It was too yeah, hot. and they were talking about it. I was looking forward to going down and, and having it, and uh, it wasn't there, so I was kind of bummed. Yeah. It was something else. It was a barbecue chicken flatbread, something yeah. along those lines. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. All right. Well, speaking of seasonal food, Jay, <laughs> what, what, what is your favorite holiday food or snack that the park offers? Well, the holiday food, uh, holiday snack, I'd say the candy canes, but the ones that are freshly made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've um, talked about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote a big thing uh, about my experiences of doing that. Have you guys have you gotten the, the fresh-made candy canes before? I never have, no. No, I I haven't. You know, I don't, I don't think, Jess, you even like mint or I, spearmint. No, or I'm not a big mint fan. I just believe mint belongs in my bubble gum and my toothpaste, and that's it. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm a very picky, odd eater, but I oh. would love to sit down and eat with you, Jay, because I'm like, you sound like you eat like I do for the most part. <laughs> well, I, I'm not afraid to try new things. You know, even if I may be inclined or I, you know, maybe my perception is that, ah, I don't think I'll like that, but I'm going to try it. You know what I mean? Just. Yeah. I'm willing to give it a go because it's, you know, part of the adventure. I love it. Uh, so the holiday snack, again, would be the, the candy canes. And, and here's the thing. So just kind of, you know, I, could, I wrote up this whole thing and, and I wrote like a little guide to, you know, how to do it and, you know, what to expect and so forth. And, and you know, when we did it, it's, you know, first off, you, you got to be prepared for an early morning arrival. I mean, you know, my <laughs> wife and I got there at six o'clock and, you know, we were one of the first people, you know, in line uh, just, you know, just at the entranceway. And then once they, you know, open up the, you know, the, the turnstiles there, uh, they, you know, they let you go in and, and uh, um, they don't have rope drop yet, but you get a ticket uh, and then you, you get your later on. And, and it used to be you can get two two. Uh, two candy canes per person, and then they they curtailed it down to one. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because I guess people were taking advantage of it, and you know they're selling it and stuff like that, and just like you know that's oh, not man. the point. I mean, you know, you yeah. want to enjoy it for what it is. But uh, you know, just I don't know. It's just the the whole nostalgia thing about it. I mean, you know, ever since the Guy Fieri special when when he did it about Disneyland on the Food Network, it's like people. I mean, it's just been uh, like this crazy must-do thing during the holidays for a lot of people okay. and it's you know so so anyway so yeah get there early uh you know you don't have to wait in line all day but you know you are gonna have to wait in line for for a little bit before you get your ticket and uh um but then you know come back during the time that they're actually making your your candy cane so uh you know like they have different time slots allotted you know so it's like 10 to 11 a.m or you know 12 to 1 p.m you know that type of thing so go there Watch a candy cane actually being made. You know, it's just like oh, I nice. mean, how special is that? You know, he's, you know, I took pictures and everything, and uh, um, you know that that I mean, how often do you see your 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 candy being made right before your eyes, right? Exactly. So you yeah, go for yeah. the for the visual experience, and then the other aspect, you know, they they don't give you the candy canes right away because you know they're they're extremely hot. You're talking about pulled sugar, so after they let it cool down for a little bit, then get it as soon as it's available for you to pick up go at that time and get it and don't wait for the candy cane to settle in you know like my wife is like well okay we're gonna buy one and have it there and then you know save one for later on and so we we ate one right away and oh my gosh it's like amazing it's like the best best candy cane i've ever had in my entire life wow. <laughs> and it's just i mean it's it's like bizarre to say that because it's only candy cane right it's sugar peppermint oil and you know some flavorings and so it's like 
okay, what like what's so special and unique about it? First off, the sugar is still semi semi malleable. You know, I mean, it's it's not quite hardened to the point where it's like snaps. You know, I, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, it does snap a little bit, but it, there's a little bit of you know give as you bite into it, and then the the peppermint doesn't quite meld together with the sugar so you get that really really just that sharp peppermint oil sensation so it like coats your mouth and it's just <laughs> like it instantly opens up your your nasal passages and it's awesome okay. yeah and so you know and it just you know just and then the fact that you know the candy cane is still warm in your hands and it's a cold winter day oh my gosh i mean it just it's it's a total just amazing experience wow Nice. Now I'm gonna have to try it. Yeah, try see, it. you're gonna have to. I know because Mark did go, did explain that he did cover that a little bit and kind of uh, made us all kind of wonder what it would be like to actually do that because it sounds amazing. Hmm. We'll have to try it. Yeah. Awesome. So I thought you might say you had mentioned the peppermint ice cream earlier. Is that something different? I mean, it must be. They don't use yes. the same candy cane, right? It's different. Correct. Okay. Yeah, that, that's made uh, by. Um, uh, Oh my gosh, who's the uh, the the dryers? Is it dryers? Yeah, dryers. Yeah, right. Dryers ice cream makes the uh, peppermint ice cream there. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's good. I mean, I I like the ice cream by itself. I mean, they have the little um, peppermint dipped uh, chocolate cones that you can get with it. And oh. I you know I don't know if you guys like that or not. Personally, I think it's a little bit unsettling. It's because you get that nice smooth creaminess and just a slight peppermint flavor of the ice cream, and then you get the hard candy, that cheap hard candy flavor of, you know, the, you know, you, you get them like in bulk, you know, those little, um, yeah, yeah, this, those bulk candy canes that, you know, are smashed up in little bits and pieces and just, it just doesn't taste good. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, even though one's peppermint and the other peppermint, they just kind of don't really work together too well. Gotcha. It makes sense. It makes sense. Awesome. All right. So that's your favorite holiday food. Now, do you, do you, do you recommend having it with hot chocolate or uh, coffee or anything or just by itself, the peppermint, the candy uh, cane? Yeah. Oh, the candy cane? Just by itself. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want anything interfering, interfering with your experience. Ah, of course Yeah. Not. Just get straight to the good stuff and just, just let enjoy it and, and, and uh, you know, just, just, you know, just, you know, just, just, you, it's something that you'll remember back to, you know, like as like, like a momentous occasion at Disneyland type thing, or at least for me, it was. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Moving on. What's in this next question? Moving on up. Uh, Festivals. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on the food festivals in the parks that the parks are doing right now? Like the, the, the California food and wine festival and the festival of holidays, etc. Is that good? I love it. You love it. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> they used to have the the DCA Food and Wine Festival a while back, and it was gone for what was it like five six years? And when they brought it back, I was so pumped up to to see it. And unfortunately, when they brought it back, uh, it was during a time period when both my wife and I got sick, and we got oh no sick at the same time. Well, oh. actually, in different times. So I got sick at the beginning of the month. And then she got sick towards the latter part of the month. So unfortunately, oh, we man. missed out on the Food and Wine Festival. However, uh, a friend of mine, um, my best friend, in fact, he went there. And he's a foodie as well as I am. And so, you know, we, we exchanged notes, so to speak. And he told me it wasn't that great. You know, he says that it just there was like it wasn't too many. There wasn't too many booths offering food. And, you know, huh. they had some, you know, pairings of, you know, 
and, and beer and things like that. He says, but he says overall, it just wasn't, he, he expected more. Okay. Then I went to the Festival of Holidays and compared and contrasted notes. And apparently they started like, I guess took notes from from what happened at the Foon Wine Festival, and they actually expanded the number of booths. And in fact, they, for the next Foon Wine Festival, they've already made indications that they're going to have even more booths. Oh, cool! So obviously, this thing is is you know successful for them. Nice. And uh, I I love it. I mean, it's just it's so great to you know go out outside your your comfort zone and and try the the various dishes from around the world. And uh, I'm not sure about the Food and Wine Festival. Like, they didn't really have too many exotic uh, flavors, but the Festival of Holidays di- definitely did. I mean, you know, it had the Asian Indian flavors. They had Thai. Uh, they had, um, you know, food from Germany, et cetera. So, that, I mean, I love that. That's awesome. Okay. Good. Yeah, so I, I probably want to try one of those at some point in my yeah, life. Yeah, it would be fun. I would enjoy it. Yeah, and those are only at DC. I mean, you don't ever see those coming over to Disneyland, do you? Right. No. Okay. No. No, it's but it, here's the thing is that I mean you guys uh, from what I gather you you d- like uh, indulging in an adult beverage or two. Yep. And uh, so this is definitely for you cuz they have like all these different beers and specialty beers and specialty wines that are unique to the country or unique to the food items. So they're starting to understand, you know, pairings mm. uh, really well. So, you know, if you like to, you know, try beer or try wine without having to like commit to a full glass of it or whatever that this is like the perfect venue to sample you know the the things that uh, they have there very cool that's awesome yeah i'm gonna have to try that next time next year Man, the list is getting or longer year, things I we have to say. try absolutely now right it's 2017 yeah yeah holy smokes oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm getting hungry and hungry as we continue. I know I'm gonna need dinner. Really am. Okay. <laughs> Move along. We have a, oh, a few more questions left. Sure. Okay. What, what's what's, what's the, the next one? Uh, the next one is what is your advice for first-time visitors to the park in terms of what to expect, where to eat, how much to budget for, uh, and what are your thoughts on it, uh, advanced reservations? Well, I'll, ask, I'll answer the last question first. Um, the advanced reservations, I, I recommend anytime you can get get them. Uh, it just it's always good to know where you're going to eat and at what time. I mean, you can go without a plan, but because some of the more premier destinations dining spots are going to be full, you know, you you don't want to wait, you know, 30 minutes an hour or whatever to to eat. You know, you just you want to go in and, and have your meal and enjoy yourself. So anytime you can make advanced reservations, then, then do it. Okay. And uh, uh, the other aspect of uh, advanced reservations is that you can, like, like, you know, plan your meals around the the areas of the park that you're going to be in. So yeah. if you know, if you know, you're, you know, you're going to, your kids and you, or whatever, you and your party are going to be in Fantasyland or whatever, don't make reservations, you know, for, for Blue Bayou, you know what I mean? Just, just stay in Fantasyland, eat right. at Pinocchio's Village House or whatever, or, you know, go to maybe back to Main Street or whatever. But you don't want to like go to a different land and kind of disrupt your, you know, your, your, your experience of where you're at at that time. Uh, now, as far as like first-time visitors to the park, so you know I touched on this earlier. 
you know, don't don't bring your own food. I mean, really, it just you know you're spending <laughs> all this money to to enjoy yourself at at the you know at this wonderful place, and you know why would you want to leave it to you know just so you can save you know again you know what two 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 to five dollars or whatever? I mean, it's just not that much. I mean, yes, Disneyland does have premium prices, but the quality of food is still good, you know, and, and, you know, unless you're, you're planning to go on a, like a, you know, an excursion to a more upscale place, it's just not worth it. Uh, and as far as like where to eat again, you know, taste is subjective. So like to me, where you want to eat, it depends on what you like to eat. So, you know, if, if you know, you know, you, you like burgers and hey, you know, even though I wouldn't go and eat a burger and, you know, I'd want something different, you know, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't get a burger. I mean, go by all means, go get a burger. You know what I mean? Or if you want pizza, even though Red Rockets isn't the greatest, um, <laughs> you know, if you if you really are in the mood for pizza, then go to Red Rockets, you yeah. know, and, and and then that will satiate your your desires. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, it's hard for me to tell people where to eat. It just depends on on what their taste is. And as far as how much to budget for, again, you know, you, you can't eat Blue Bayou every time. So, you know, you, <laughs> you know, but you do want to at least, you know, depending on how many days you're there, at least go to a nice place while you're there. You know, I mean, like if you're going to visit Disneyland or, you know, the, the, the whole, you know, resort or whatever for a week or maybe even less i mean even a few days at least you know maybe once every two days eat at a nice place you know indulge yourself you know and indulge you know with your party you know and have have a great time and you know and, and you know and taste some foods that maybe you know you wouldn't you know you wouldn't normally get mm -hmm. okay i yeah well yeah i can agree with you i mean if you're gonna have fun let's go have fun Right. I mean, I mean, when we went, that was kind of the thing. It's like I, I kind of let you guys drag me around. Like we're gonna go eat here, and I was just kind of like, okay, I, I guess we're going here. Yeah. And it was and it was good because it, you did. You, it, it did help the overall experience of going to the park. Um, because like like I said, for me, I never make a premium, uh, or it's never a premium for food. But with having them around, it kind of helped me. Like okay, I, I like never eat here, but we'll eat here now. And it was fantastic. So yeah, I totally get that. I totally, I couldn't agree more. It's like I'm seeing now a little bit more, like me growing up where I went to versus now as me being older, where I can go. It doesn't make a difference. It, I didn't think it would, but it does. Okay. Yeah, they, um, you know, and, and the thing is, also like people will be like, well, I, I you know, I, I don't want to, you know, eat all that, you know, eat all those calories or whatever. Dude, you're walking around Disneyland. You're, you're burning it. <laughs> exactly. You, you're walking, you know, like multiple miles, you know, around the resort. It's you're like, going to hit your steps yeah. goal, okay? Yeah, you're going to hit exactly. your goal for steps. You're going to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Just. Oh, I'm so sorry. The next sure. one. Yeah, you're, Mark, you're, the one ask, you're, you're the one asking the, the question. There's a light behind you. Yeah. Other one. So sorry. There you go. Okay. There oh, that's, there's that's some more light. Sun's there we go. Down, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So, all right. So the next one is, uh, what food item, which is no longer available, do you wish that they'd bring back? This is a good one. I'm curious. Uh, the pork shank. The pork shank. Yes. See, I'm not familiar with I'm that. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> they were all drawing blanks. Yeah. The we're all. We all kind of looked at each other like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, do you do you know where Edelweiss snacks are? Is that out by the Matterhorn? Yes. Okay. So Edelweiss Snacks is oh, that little okay, food booth okay, that's yeah. right across the, the uh, entrance to the Matterhorn okay. uh, line. Okay. So uh, for a time, um, maybe a year or maybe a little bit less, they actually had a pork shank that they 
they had at Disney World previously, and then they had success over there, and they brought it to Disneyland. And I was so happy. And, okay, here's the thing. It's it's a love-hate relationship because you're going to love <laughs> eating it. You're just going to hate the way you feel afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because the, the thing about it is, okay, this thing weighed about two pounds. Wow. And they measured the calorie content. It's 1,800 calories. Oh, jeez. Wow. And it had 125 grams of fat. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> that means it has to be good. Yeah, right? Yeah. And so, but it was, it was 125 grams of fatty, meaty bliss. It was wow. just, it was awesome. It, uh, I mean, it's not, it's not something that I would sit in one seating. But, you know, to have as an indulgent, uh, you know, meal or, you know, part of an indulgent meal, I would, um, you know, I have no qualms about, about eating it with, you know, something else, maybe some vegetables on the side or whatever. <laughs> Make you feel a little bit better about it? Porch. Right. Wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, see, I, I never would have, no, never. Yeah, no. I'm not a big pork or ham guy, so that would have been one of those things I would have been like, <laughs> all right. I would have probably watched somebody eat it going, holy smokes. Well, see, and I'm not a, I don't like turkey. I've never had the turkey leg. Right. What? I know. Well, I don't like turkey. I don't like bacon. I'm just an odd person. But I've never had the turkey leg, and I'm assuming, Jay, that you have. Uh, yes. Is it, is it all it's cracked out to be? Oh, it's good. I just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of dark meat, but I love smoked meat. So mm -hmm. they're kind of like, is that sort of give and take with it? it you know, I, I love the smokiness, but I, the, as far as the, you know, I, I just, it just, you know, my wife loves it as in, you know, as a, you know, once in a while treat type thing. And it is, it is a, a more healthier option to the pork shank. Yeah. So yeah. Well, it's yeah. That that the smoked turkey leg is only 1,100 calories. Yeah. And it, barely. And it has yeah 54 grams of fat versus 125. So. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Yeah. What oh. is the what is the best land to be walking around with either the shank or the leg? Uh, that would be the fancy line. Uh, it, you, in the uh, specifically, you want to go there, the new uh, fancy land extension area. What's it called? Um, oh, the fancy land fair. Yeah, exactly. Because it feels it feels like it feels like you're at the Renaissance Fair. Oh, okay. you know I mean? oh yeah, just yeah. Just walking around, like, arr, arr, you know, yeah. you just feel <laughs> and stuff. You feel like you want to, you know, good day, sir. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huzzah, huzzah. Yeah. running around the big, <laughs> big, makes sense. big slab of meat in your hand. Oh yeah. my goodness, <laughs> cold meat, hot wine. That's what it's going to be starting to yell. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. All right, all right. Here, I, I can ask this one. Yeah, go ahead. You ask okay. this one because so, the words can't come out of my mouth. I know. Okay, so um, what do you think they're going to have or what? Or if you're looking forward to anything in particular that's going to be coming up in the new Star Wars land, is there anything that you've thought of or or you'd like to see in there? Or have you even given it a thought? That is a question. Well, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, they've, they've got the Galactic Grill now, and they did okay with it. Again, they, they were a little bit daring with the menu. Um they could pay attention to the quality level a little bit better as far as like a like a, a sit down dining experience i you know to be honest i i i, I wouldn't even i couldn't even imagine it because <laughs> you don't really see anybody eat food in star wars you know i in the i mean i'm trying to think to like a cantina, i mean there's the cantina yeah, yeah the cantina scene or whatever but they weren't really eating they were drinking they were drinking 
Yeah, so I'm I'm just I, you know I've I've watched all the movies and I'm trying to think back to you know where there's a you know it's usually you know just just whatever I mean you know just walking around or whatever just they 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 don't really sit down to eat right I mean yeah, not to my knowledge maybe some blue milk or something some blue milk <laughs> well they do have yeah they do have the blue milk yeah milk, yeah uh, but I mean one idea though and this is something that that I hopefully they do. And it just makes total sense is that they make a churro holder and they make it in the oh. shape of, uh, lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, of the lightsaber, you know, <laughs> handle, right? And then That's you put the amazing. churro in there and then you put and then not only that, but then uh, make flavored churros, you know, so you oh, like yeah. a green, green apple churro and then you put it like you have a green lightsaber, right? That or, is a you know, great the, idea. The red, you know, red velvet churro. I think and you're you on something the, here, you know, Jay. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, I mean, why would you not make churro holders? Because already as it is, when you get a fresh churro, it's a little too hot to hold. As, yeah, you know, so yeah, why not? yeah. It makes and it's sense. a merchandising that's, opportunity. That's a genius Absolutely. idea. Absolutely. I think you need to try to sell that film. That's yeah. a great idea. <laughs> mm. <laughs> All right. Huh. I like it. Churro holders. I'll let Mark ask this question. Yeah. Or both of you guys, because this is more relevant to you It guys. is more relevant. Yeah, Mark, you can. <laughs> this is Mark. <laughs> on, the, on the hills of the Star Wars experience, uh, yeah. do, you, do you miss the Big Thunder barbecue? Does that answer your question? Yes, it does. It does. Oh my gosh. Here, here, the thing about Big Thunder Barbecue, it's just, it it was the only place you get all you can eat food. It was good quality food. Uh, the the atmosphere, the ambiance is second to none. Uh, you know, as far as like outdoor experiences are concerned, uh, it was you know it was a great place to be during the seasonal times. You know, like you know whenever it was the Halloween, you know you get all the the fall f- colors and the pumpkins and things like that. You know, and and then during the you know the winter season, you get all the Christmas decorations and you know, but they were all perfectly themed to like the country western type motif. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing I loved. I mean, it's just like, and, and you know, the, just, you know, they have the little mason jars as glasses. You know, the, the ribs were soft, meaty, tender, yeah. perfect flavor. You know, it wasn't too spicy. It wasn't too sweet. You know, and it just, you know, the, the chicken was great. It just, just, it was so amazing. And, and you know, the, and, and a lot of people never realize, too, that you can actually take food home. It's like, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, exploit it, but... You know, we, you know, we'd take home like an extra breast or thigh or, or what have you. And, you know, the cast members didn't say anything about it. You got to bring your own containers. I mean, you can't ask them for containers because they won't give it to you. But if you brought your own containers, you actually could take some chicken home, some beans or, you know, whatever your your fancy was. Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, God, the mm-hmm. beans were so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they really ruined a good thing there. And they had sausage there too, I think, in the evening, right? Dinner has correct. Sausage. Okay. Yeah, for dinner time, uh, that's what basically differentiated that, and also they had corn on the cob for dinner versus lunch as well. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, yeah, man. Now I'm now I'm kind of upset. Yeah, right. <laughs> it kind of brings well, a downer and, on you. you. Know, the, yeah, they're trying to placate us by by offering some uh, barbecue fare at uh, at the, the Riverbell Terrace, but really, it just it's not the same thing. It's really not. I had it. I've had it twice now. Um, we had it, I had it last time when you guys were there. I had that, and then my friend had the what did she have? She had the sausage and mm-hmm. something else. Yeah. And it was good, but it it's not the same. It's it's completely different. Right. Yeah. So. 
Do Do you see any way at all, Jay, that they bring this back? And and anywhere, any, anywhere in the park. I I. You know, I, I'm not sure how much room they would need, mm-hmm. but uh, here's the thing. What I'm holding out hope for is the fact that, you know, previous to it being the Big Thunder Ranch barbecue, you know, it had undergone a bunch of different changes. Okay, so <clears throat> essentially in, in December 1986, they opened the, the establishment with the, the intent of providing a dining experience similar to like a chuck wagon, like, you know, you're yeah. in the 1800s mm-hmm. and traveling across, across the country by horse and so forth. And so they had a little fire pit there and, you know, provide a little extra ambiance and they had, you know, a bunch of different uh, barbecued meats that you could eat at picnic tables. Mm. And apparently this didn't, wasn't so great. I mean, you know, the, the I guess it wasn't that much of a success. Uh, so in 1996, they changed the area to uh, what they called Festival of Fools, mm-hmm. and the restaurant became known as Festival of Foods, yeah. and that lasted. Uh, unfortunately, that only lasted from 1996 to 1998. So then it closed down, and it reverted back to just regular old Big Thunder Ranch area, and that was in uh, the excuse me Big Thunder Ranch uh, restaurant, and that was in operation until 2001. Then they closed it down, and then they breathed new life into the Big Thunder Ranch uh, barbecue in 2009 with uh, the Toy Story uh, theming. And they had, you know, Woody there. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that it was like a character meet and greet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. that yeah. So basically, they they had that, uh, you know, with with the character meet and greet, and apparently it was disruptive to. Uh, to the guests, uh, or according to the cast members, it was dis- disruptive to the guest experience, so they, they got rid of the characters, but, um, yeah. Well, yep, I miss so, it. yes, I miss it, and I wish they'd bring it back, but as far as, like, the future of it, I'm hoping, you know, holding out hope that someday they'll they'll bring it back, but r- reality is that I, I, I highly doubt it. I mean, you know, I... It's a it's a shame because you know they try to entice people to get you know to go to the Big Thunder Ranch area and you know by you know putting signage and things like that but it just I don't know just people forgot about it you know they, there's no attractions there really so it's like why why go there you know yeah yeah oh man now I'm hungry for yep, that now I'm hungry I'm going to get some food <laughs> I would go there tonight get get in get in the car and start driving right. <laughs> Well, so the other question we had was um, how important is theming in restaurants to you? But I think through the course of this, We've you've, you've kind of brought that up quite yeah. a bit. Right. So I think it is pretty important to you, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here, so like the thing is, is that you can have a churro anywhere. I mean, they have a stand in, in every land, and you know, including DCA, right? And, you know, that's fine and dandy. You know, you just want a quick, you know, sugar fix or whatever. But, you know, like, have you ever, like, sat down to enjoy a churro? Like, really? I mean, enjoy it, it like, for what it is and just kind of soak in the atmosphere? When you're in Tomorrowland, it just it doesn't really work too well, right? Right, it's just right. Yeah. You, know, this, you know, all these things. But then, I, I you know, if you're, you know, in, in front of the shooting gallery, uh, you know, in uh, Frontierland, sit down at one of the benches and enjoy a churro there. And I promise you the, the your experience will be heightened. Oh, yeah. No, it, it makes sense. I like I said, I, I didn't, I haven't been, I've never been really good about putting those two together. But now, like, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm getting it. it I'm getting sense. it. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. getting it. 
Yeah, I mean, you got that crispy, crunchy, sugary, cinnamon flavor, you know, and, and just, you know, as you're eating it, you know, the, the sugar kind of coats your lips and kind of licking it. And as you're licking it, you're getting that cinnamon, you know, burst there and, and just kind of like it kind of reminds you of like, you know, like Mexican food, right? And it's yeah. just like what better place than Frontierland to, right. to enjoy that experience. Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Uh, nice. Okay. Last question. Um. Do you advise that guests stay within the park versus downtown Disney? But he kind of went over that. But oh. yeah. Well, yeah, yes and it, no. Here's the thing. Yeah, I was curious is that about if you, that. If you are going to go outside, you know, outside the park to, to eat and you want a little different experience, then, yeah, go ahead. I mean, downtown Disney has some unique experiences. Um, you know, I mean, yeah, you can eat Rancho del Zocalo um, for Mexican food, but really... I, it's not my favorite. Some people like it, you know, but you know, I'd rather actually go to Tortilla Joe's. You know, I mean, I I, I think that's a, a much more uh, the the menu is is far superior. Uh, they actually make guacamole in front of you. You know, they they get the the avocado and they smash it and you know and and uh, with the the lime and the onions and cilantro and so forth. And you know, just you can't get that at Rancho del Zocalo, right? So that's a that's a you know, they got fresh made tortillas there as well. You know, you see the woman with the behind the glass uh, glass partition there, and you can see her making the tortillas fresh, you know, for your table, and it's it's, it's awesome. Hmm. And uh, you know, plus you can get you know a shot of tequila or whatever. Nah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yep. a shot of tequila. Okay. Or or multiple shots. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Stay away from that. Actually, last time I was ate there, I had their pineapple mojito, and it was wonderful. Oh, yeah, that is that is good, yeah, definitely. That, yeah, it was a really good drink. The food was good, too. No, okay. The drink was great. So I, I guess there are some trade-offs, and if you want to not break the magic and, and – and well, if you do want to break the magic and sort of leave the park, there are some trade-offs to go to downtown Disney. Right, exactly. Because I mean, you know, it's essentially a, a tram right away, you know, and and you're not you're not having to go in the middle of traffic and uh, and then plus now with the uh, new security measures, you actually don't have to worry about going through the security gates anymore, yep. you know, and, oh. and being yep. you know having to to you know deal with that whole fiasco. That's right. very true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that was great too. That's going to add a lot to it for making it a lot easier to traverse. <laughs> for sure. Exactly. Okay. Well, that's all the questions that we had tonight. Um, cool. Think, think of anything else, you guys? I can't. We covered a lot. I'm extremely hungry right now. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you for coming on. Yeah, it's, this it's was a, awesome. It was very cool. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it's it's something that we've uh, been playing around. We haven't been around that long, and I we I just want to express for all of us that we greatly appreciate you uh, taking the time out to. Uh, you know, to talk to us about this and actually really, really open up my eyes even more to the whole food thing, you know, and, and really incorporating that into the overall experience when you go to the park. I, you know, like I said, I, I just never really had that growing up and, and I never really make it. It's kind of a going joke in the show that I'm going to supposed to start a food blog mm-hmm. uh, or a food, uh, food, Foodies food review, food review. Because I, that's how much I don't really pay attention. But, you know, I appreciate it. I appreciate your knowledge. It's, it's fantastic. And, and like I said, I just want to thank you for, uh, you know, sharing that with us. This is great. Oh, uh, yeah. I, well, I love it. I mean, I, 
anytime you guys ever have a, a show about food, please contact me because I, I would love to talk about, I mean, I, I could go on and on. I mean, I could, I, you know, we could do a three-hour show about food. I mean, it's just, <laughs> people, people don't understand the rich history that's behind the food at Disneyland, you know, both at the park and the resort itself. And, uh, you know, the thing is that it's, it's amazing, you know, like, you know, the, the, the little things the little tidbits of knowledge that that you kind of adds to your, um, I guess your your historical repertoire. You know, what I mean, just you, you think about like you know, like oh yeah, Walt, you know, designed the park, and you know they you know they opened in you know July 17, 1955, and you know they, they you know all the you know these were the tractors that were originally there, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you know, what about the food? What about the, you know, like the restaurants that were in existence at that point? And, you know, like, you know, they, there used to be a barbecue place. I mean, you know, that, that was next to the Riverbell Terrace before there was a Riverbell Terrace, you know, and then Aunt Jemima's Pancake House was there at Disneyland. I mean, people, you know, don't, don't ever realize that. And, you know, just this, this company, you know, it had been in existence for a long time, you know, and that sponsored that, that area. And, you know, they, they eventually changed it over Riverbell Terrace, but, you know, for a long time, is you could get you know breakfast and, and actually have a character meet and greet with Aunt Jemima herself you know I mean, she'd go, <laughs> and, you know, go with you know meet the guests and stuff like that and and you know and, and you guys know that you know Disneyland is the birthplace of a popular chip right a chip uh, we've heard some rumors about that why am I drawing a blank uh, uh, Mark, I, you know, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, have you ever? I heard about heard ice cream. We, we, sure. we heard about the ice cream. The was it the Fantas? The uh, Fantasia ice cream. Oh, Fantasia, Fantasia ice, cream. ice cream. That was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 What chip? Uh, well, yeah, Doritos. Really? No. Doritos were invented at Disneyland. Really? Yes. Wow. So I'll give you. This is actually a story from the Orange County Weekly because okay. this was part of the you know what my my uh, tour was previously anyways um so uh, i'll just kind of read the excerpt it's just easier for me to do that it says uh. <laughs> just <clears throat> just months after disneyland opened in 1955 frito-lay founder elmer doolin convinced walt disney to let him open casa de fritos a mexican restaurant in frontierland which is now rancho del zocalo mm -hmm. but the frito company for all its innovations with corn didn't make the tortillas or taco shells at casa de fritos that was contracted out to the Alex Foods Company of Anaheim. One day in the early 1960s, one of the root, uh, one of the salesmen saw discarded tortillas and told the cook to make them into tortilla chips instead of just tossing them into the trash. Oh. At that point, tortilla chips weren't part of the Frito family, so the restaurant had no use in offering them as other Mexican restaurants did. The throwaway snack was a hit with guests, so Casa de Fritos put them on the menu without the knowledge of the Frito company. <laughs> so this went on for about a year, and then Archer West, who is the marketing vice president for the new Frito-Lay company, with, you know, which was a merger between Fritos and the H.W. Uh, Lay company in 1961, he went to Disneyland, and he, went to the, he passed by the Casa de Fritos, and he noticed the customers were eating chips, and he was like, okay, what's going on here? And he inquired about it, and they told him what was going on, and then he made a presentation to his bosses with a plan to market the tortilla chips for national release. And the snack debuted in 1966, and it was an immediate hit. Wow. Wow. No idea. That's crazy. That is amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. Wow. 
We're definitely learning so. something here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool, man. That's yeah. good. That's that's <laughs> glad. Awesome. Okay, well, for me, it's been an absolute pleasure. I yeah, this was awesome. This was fun. Yes. Something yeah, new. Me too. Yeah, and again, please, you know, if you guys ever have the subject of food come up again, you know, don't hesitate to email me or whatever. I'll be be happy to come on the show and and uh, offer my insights and knowledge. And and uh, or if you do like a history thing about you know the restaurants or whatever, let me know as well. I mean, I love love talking about the food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Have to we do will. that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and for listeners, if you have any questions uh, for Jay, you can run them through us at info at leavingtodaypodcast.com or uh, hit us up on Instagram at leavingtodaypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah leavingtodaypodcast. Yeah. All right. Thank All you right. very much, Jay. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Jay. It. We really greatly appreciate it. No problem. Anytime. All right, Take care. Good night. Okay, bye. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of episode 26. It's been, um, hope you guys have learned something from Jay. Yes, he was awesome. Dude, that guy's knowledge is amazing. And like I said, he Unbelievable. And, and I said like, it, yeah. He just spit his dates out so yeah, quick. And, it and was he knows. awesome. I mean, I, I love that. I mean, and again, for him to, you know, share that with us. And, and you know, fantastic. And I, I'm always thankful everyone's time, you know, f- to listen. So for him to share his much valuable time for mm-hmm. us, was, it was awesome. Very yeah. much appreciated. Yeah, I learned so much. Yeah, so thanks. Thank, thanks again, Jay. Thank you, Jay. Thank you. Um, if you like uh, to con- if you like to contact me at all, you can f- hit, hit me up at info at leavingtodaypodcast.com or find us on Instagram at leavingtodaypodcast. Jess, where can people find you? Uh, Facebook and Instagram is Jess Farfan or Jessica on Facebook. I should say Jessica Farfan. And then Snapchat. If you just get on our Instagram, you can find my Snapchat code, screenshot it, and add me there. Awesome. Sweet. <laughs> and for the banter to be witty, Nathas to run deep, where they find you, Udi? Oh, isn't that supposed to be the other way around? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, they are, my socials are all under the same, Hacks Goalie, at Instagram, at Snapchat, and on Twitter. All the same. Awesome. Find me there. And just so we know, we have 213 Instagram followers now. Woo-hoo. We got to finish first quarter in 300. We we're get, we're getting go. there. We're getting there. We're getting there. I mean, we are following quite a few. And guys, and guys and girls, if you want to get a T-shirt, uh, go to our go to Leaving Today podcast and follow the link for T-shirts, and you can pick out your favorite. Uh, there'll be more up there soon at some point. Yeah, well, yeah, we have to we have to like sit down and like make one. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. All right. <laughs> okay. Episode twenty-seven is going to be um, Udi and I doing some stuff, and we will have a live remote from the park. Yeah, Jess. someone's going to be at the park. I will be there, yay. So there'll be a trip report and the news and the other complaining, I'm sure, from us or something. From me being there and, and me being I know there. you guys are going to want to watch the Electrical Light Parade with me, and it's, I'm oh, so sorry. I'm, I'll watch it. That's I said before, I'll, that's the one I'll watch. I'll yeah. watch that one because it, it, it's nostalgia for me. It is. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, then I'll Snapchat you. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, I'll see you guys in the parks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, and we will see you in the parks. (laughs) Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
No bed sheets. Why are you yelling at me? Because I like yelling at you. <laughs> I have a full rack of ribs in the fridge. Bam! Oh, what? <laughs> My mouth hurts. Drink your alcohol that's way too strong. I'm still hungry. Let's Sorry. get going because okay. I got tacos waiting for me. Oh, I'm okay. going. I'm com- am I coming over or no? Nice. No. Right. <laughs> kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> ah, I like it.